Does everybody know what time it is? It's time for you to roll over some of the funds in your Roth IRA and your 401k into this new investment vehicle we've got here. Uh-huh. I'm really excited about it. I think it's perfect for where the economy is right now. I call okay. it a Bigfoot escrow account, and it's where we just take all your money and we invest it in Bigfoots. And uh, they uh, and at the rate, uh, the, the Bigfoot market is out of control right now, so I think you're going to love it. Uh, put me down for $100,000. Uh, we call them Bigfoots now. <laughs> Bigfoot is the new Bitcoin. And it's grunt work. Biggie, biggie, biggie. Can't you see? Sometimes your feet just hypnotize me. And I just love your Bigfoot ways. Guess that's why we work and count grunts all day. Here on Grunt Work, the only podcast about the movie Bigfoot, the unforgettable encounter that hyphen Gimlin's your your Patterson. (laughs) Uh, I am uh, your host, Landon uh, Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman. (laughs) We're already off our rhythm. Well, you know, uh, there was a lot of magic on Magic Island, but there were zero Bigfoots. (laughs) And I feel like Bigfoot... Throughout this movie, threw people off their rhythm, much as as he did as he did us. Also, yeah. I honestly, until you said it, then I did not know what the subtitle of this movie was. I just kind of <laughs> thought it was called Bigfoot, <laughs> the unforgettable encounter. Do you think you'll forget this encounter? I already have. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I remember a certain number of of of. I mean, I'm going to remember these moments when I sit bolt upright in bed in the middle of the night, seeing a an oddly lifelike. But but weirdly fake monkey-like face with weird twitching eyebrows and lips. <laughs> there were a lot. There were a lot of grunts in this movie that I didn't count because Tim <laughs> Allen wasn't in it. But but it's a, this is the gruntiest of the movies. Uh, I think we've done a little yet. trivia. Yeah, uh, Tim Allen was actually in the Bigfoot suit the entire time playing the primitive man. That's uh, that is a pretty inventive way to try and smuggle some cocaine into Northern California. I have to tell you. Um, yeah, this it would was be under a, federal protection because well, of yeah, yeah. an endangered species. Yeah, it's it's in a it's in a wildlife refuge. Anything goes in a wildlife <laughs> refuge. Uh, apparently, as this movie has taught us. Look, folks, what happens in the wildlife refuge stays in the wildlife <laughs> refuge. Uh, should we, t- uh, I guess, turn people on to what we're talking about here? Oh, people are already <laughs> turned on. What you uh, talking about? Talking about your feet being hypnotized by Bigfoot's feet? I, that, I know I that think we've got a certain clientele of. Yeah, and I know that Bigfoot is a subsect, maybe a sub sub subsect of uh erotica so yes um you, you, know, you know this you're, we, you're aware of this we're we're bringing in all kinds of new listeners it, it has come to my attention somehow that people are turned on by bigfoot <laughs> again I, I this is just what i've heard you yes. know a friend of a friend um yeah it's um it, bigfoot is i've discovered very rich comic territory for me i think that everything about bigfoot is is hilarious <laughs> i realize and it, it's like i think Oh, the, I have good news for you because there's a whole subsect of Bigfoot movies, uh, like family movies, throughout the '90s. I well, mean, you could do an entire podcast on '90s Bigfoot movies. Landon, I have an idea for our next podcast. <laughs> the thing that you just said, 
I mean, I feel like just like Bigfoot is just inherently funny. Like his yeah. name is ridiculous. I, I was going to save this for a future episode, but it feels appropriate to drop it now. Wait, is Bigfoot going to be on Home Improvement at some point? <laughs> Zachary Ty Bryan is not the only member of the Home Improvement cast who has been in a Bigfoot movie. So the Bigfoot movie was a really big subject. Okay, so there's Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, which the, is clearly, this is following in the wake of that success. Yeah, yeah. There's, and well, Cry Wilderness was in the 80s. Also but not at all influential or successful. Yeah, but it was Bigfoot-esque. I mean, yeah, was, well, yeah, well, sure, it, was, Bigfoot, it, it had a Bigfoot sure. in it. Um, <laughs> it and I remember there were, and there's, I remember a couple other Bigfoot movies from the 90s that I don't remember the, I, like, I remember, well, a lot of them are like these uh, made-for-TV or straight-to-video movies. I'll give you a few uh, right off the bat. Oops, where'd that go? Um, so there's this movie. Yeah. Uh, there is the movie just called... Um, oh, okay, so the one that Tara Noah Smith is in. Yeah. It's called Little Bigfoot 2, which Little means Big- that there's a Little Bigfoot 1. <laughs> uh, but this one's called The Journey Home. Why, could, well, why couldn't it be Bigfoot Babies? <laughs> Or or the movie Littlefoot, in which Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> There's Harry and the Hendersons plus Harry and the Hendersons TV show. Um, there, which that was actually uh, Harry and the Hendersons and Cry Wilderness uh, were both 1987. So there's a an alternate universe where. Uh, Cry Wilderness took the <laughs> success of Harry and the Hendersons, and uh, that's what. Um, that's it, what we'd be referencing now. It, it's just, it's amazing to me that, that Bigfoot has such a cinematic universe when Bigfoot is kind of a lame cryptid. <laughs> like, of the... Yeah, you but it's, it's like, ours, though. It's, what are the, we don't have any other cryptos. Well, what do you want to shorten cri- that down to? Cri- cri- uh, cri- I mean, cryptid is pretty short already. Cryptid, I think it's okay, like crypto, yeah. cryptozoological uh, magic. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. There's shit like the Jersey Devil, or, yeah. or like, or like the, the Mothman, Man, yeah. yeah, which are like kind of scary and spooky yeah, they, and weird. They don't have the. There's something. It, I think Bigfoot kind of connects to the rich history that we, you know, stole from you know the indigenous people oh, here. It's, it's just like we feel like it's connected to the land where mm, Mothman really mm. feels like it came from. You know, it flies I, around it, the city and it's like yeah, it's, it's like Batman. It, almost. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's your you know, uh, it's your. Cryptid with a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Jersey Devil is basically just James Gandolfini, just flying around, just just seeking out seeking out Gabagool and right. talking to his therapist yeah, and yeah. Uh, whacking and then, dudes with it. Yeah, you've got a, you know, the Chupacabra, I think, kind of border hops between Mexico and, and Texas. Yeah. Which, I mean, well, maybe not anymore. That's, well, now, I would, I, you know, I, oh got, boy. I have no, it's stupid to put up a wall to keep Mexican people out because I think Mexican people are fine and should be able to come in. Chupacabras, if if Chupacabras were there, then I'd be very pro-wall. <laughs> like, I want to keep the Chupacabras out. Uh, uh okay. I'm well, just, I, look, all, I, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, yes. I, I think that Bigfoot is, for how well covered Bigfoot is, yeah. it, just the fact that his name is so stupid means that every line in this movie, which we will summarize <laughs> in a second, is ridiculous to me because they try and go for high drama, but then someone will say the word Bigfoot in no, a dramatic tone a of big voice. Foot. Or either they either say a Bigfoot, implying that there are many big feet, <laughs> or just a Bigfoot. Yeah. But I mean, just, just like say Bigfoot in the most dramatic tone of voice that you can imagine, and it's and, and you can only laugh. Yeah, no, it's true. This movie takes itself incredibly seriously. And Bigfoot. <laughs> it is Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, it's all the more magical for it. Yes, uh, in my personal opinion, I agree. Um, I agree. 
So why don't you give us a little synopsis of the film, and then I will give you uh, a little bit of IMDb trivia. Oh, oh, that's good. I'm excited for, for, for this. Okay. Okay. When Bigfoot, or a Bigfoot, depending on who you ask, is sighted outside a small mountain town, an evil billionaire offers a $1 million reward for Bigfoot's capture, dead or alive. A media circus ensues as swarms of hunters arrive to search the woods for the creature, as well as a team of researchers who want to study it. But after Bigfoot rescues a young boy named Cody from a bear attack in the woods, Cody makes it his mission to convince the world that Bigfoot deserves to be free. Yeah. Yeah. No Bigfoots were harmed in the making of this movie. No, but one stuntman in a Bigfoot costume (laughs) engaged in what is Landon's personal nightmare at one point. Like, a man could have died. We, um... No Bigfoots were harmed, but but probably some humans were. And a bear... (laughs) And a bear was very confused at one point. Oh, God. Okay, listen. Um, I, yeah, we're, we're head up against Landon's phobias here. The, we're going to have to talk through some shit um, uh, at a certain point in this movie. And we'll get there. I just uh, will put it off as long as possible. Landon, I'm here. Landon, hey, Landon, <laughs> Landon, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. How do you know? It's not your fault. But what, like you, what, you think that, you, I love that you're suggesting that it, like that you're such a considerate person that you're thinking that maybe it's something's wrong with you that you're scared of massive 400 pound clawed creatures. Okay, we don't need to go into the description okay, of why I'm they're just, terrifying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you that you would think to blame yourself. Like maybe I wronged bears somehow. Uh, well, you know, this is not put my name in the same sentence as a bear. Uh, moving on. That's what the movie's about. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, so I already kind of gave my impressions, I guess, because I'm not really good at doing these things in order, but Landon, what were your impressions of this movie? Um, it's, uh, I think I said to you on the couch, we need to get Netflix on the phone because this is the movie to bring back Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Um, it is that level of pitch perfectness, uh, of a movie that takes itself really seriously. So seriously. In terms of, like, the execution of the dialogue and the script, like, there's not a hint of irony or even humor. There's not even, like, side humor at any point. Well, there's a couple po- There's a couple very broad side humor bits, which I only know are humor because the soundtrack decides to go... Okay, yeah, well, so, like, the sunglasses bit and everything, of course. Well, yes, there's, I mean... That is played for humor, but, I mean, there's no, like, bumbling idiots that are kind of like, Oh, we gotta get that Bigfoot. There's no Mr. Saperstein does not make an appearance in this. Uh he, and, and if he did, he would probably die. This movie is a little darker than Magic Island. Uh yeah, and that's that's kind of it like because it takes itself seriously, it can go to these like slightly darker places than a movie like Magic Island yes. which is played as a cartoon. Um so anyway, I'm just saying it it reaches that that tone of kind of perfect bad movie. That's, you know, and I feel like like I don't know. I I just hope that from now on, no matter what movie you see or you watch, you always compare it to Magic Island, like favorably, obviously. But it's like you know, I, yeah, Parasite. I thought was just a fascinating movie, and I think that it was really a bold choice that director Bong made to move away from the colorful aesthetics of a boy uh, trapped on a magical island full of pizza trees and mermaids, and kind of more into a very realistic portrayal of income inequality. I just I don't know. I, I think that I, I think that, that was a wise place to deviate from Magic Island. <laughs> That's that's the, that's our benchmark for why yeah. we like other movies. You also sound like every single film comment podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> Landon, we're both pretty close to film podcast. Like we are, we are on the verge of being that. The only difference between us and them is that they get paid. 
Uh, and they take themselves seriously like Bigfoot, the unforgettable encounter. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> um, I'm getting married, and his name is Bigfoot. <laughs> it's I, not, I it's never not funny. It's never not funny. Uh, you have to commit to it in your heart in order for it to come across. You, yeah, you have to, you, you know, you have to commit to love bigfoot <laughs> um so shall we go into the deep dive of this thing i, I, I feel th- like uh, yeah we both agree it's kind of the best type of bad movie uh that you could have a lot of fun watching with your friends i, w- I would abs- i would absolutely say that i would absolutely say that I oh think and that it's, it's uh, i should mention it's on youtube should you want to pause right now go watch it and come back if you want to just get on our level for this <laughs> I, yeah I think and i would unlike magic island i would recommend uh they watch this if you are in you're the type of person who can get you know into watching bad movies. It took took the words out of my mouth. Uh, Magic Island appears to have been filmed on a camcorder where they do one <laughs> wide shot and then one close-up of someone talking. This was like an actual professional film production yeah. that has some some impressive moments. In yeah, it. well, let me go into uh, just a quick uh, uh, cast and crew thing here. Um, yeah. This well, Roger Deakins? <laughs> was written and directed by a guy named Corey Michael Eubanks. He is actually a stunt coordinator. Oh, well, there uh, you go. Doing big time things like Fast Five and Transformers and uh, the Tom Cruise movie Night and Day. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Night and Day. Who could forget? <laughs> he has 136 stunt credits. Jesus. Um, he does not have that many directing credits. <laughs> After or this gem, come on. This is his mean streets. Uh, he did a lot of TV. This is his debut, but he did a lot of TV for movie uh, for TV shows like uh, Pacific Blue, the Mario Lopez uh, Baywatch knockoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Silk Stockings. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Nash Bridges. Because <laughs> it would make sense. It would Walker, make Texas sense. Ranger. Uh, no, with, um, or a VIP with uh, Pam <sighs> Anderson. So and close. And uh, Sheena. Sheena. <laughs> <laughs> that's um that is perfect i god damn it if i'd had one more second i would have said vip ah. <laughs> uh the cinematography is actually by ken blakey um which i only want to point out because it was actually pretty well shot considering yeah i, ha- I take issue with some of the editing but a oh, lot editing, of the, yeah, for in, sure. in, on a technical level this movie looked pretty good again well, i mean like in terms of getting the the richness of the uh environment through you know the film grain yeah i think that's done really well yeah whether or not the shots composed well yeah. or uh what they're filming is interesting that's a different thing altogether but. yeah much in the same way that i think it was wise for 1917 to kind of deviate from the standard set by magic <laughs> island of having just one master <laughs> shot and one close-up i think that this movie also wisely departed from magic island <laughs> in photographing the environment in a more naturalistic <laughs> but realistic way yeah you you want to see those sand sharks in their element. You don't want them to be performing for the camera. I want I want to be able to smell the pizza tree. I want to be able to taste it with my oh, eyes. Truman, we're here to talk about Bigfoot, not Magic Island. So let's uh, let's dig into this thing, shall we? Yes, let's. And uh, oh, this movie was released before Magic Island, so yes. uh, you know we're breaking. I'm a recovering chronologist. Yeah, <laughs> so, this is part of his therapy. Thank really, you, yeah. it's aversion exposure. therapy. Yeah, exposure, oh. whatever. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bigfoot, we, won't you? <laughs> Bigfoot, won't you? Yes. Uh, we start with the PM Entertainment Group Incorporated logo. I give this '90s production company logo high marks. Me too. It's everything that I want. Kind of a little outline. Let's describe it for for 30 minutes it so could, people really get the impression. It could but. be. This is what I like about it. 
It could be a production logo before a straight-to-video, well-produced movie. Yes. Or it could be the production logo before a high-grade industry film. Yes. Yes, like, <laughs> like, like invent, you know, careers in industrial arts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sexual harassment in the yeah. workplace, that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, it it's some versatility is what I'm saying. Yeah. Or, or alternately, it could come at uh, the end of an 80s talk show, like right before the <laughs> Stephen C. Cannell thing, where he rips the, the page out of the typewriter and throws it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that coming after. Sit, like, boo, sit. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we cut from that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think we've gotten deep enough. We, okay, so silvery lines outlining a and m No, so we cut to... Um, <laughs> a panning shot of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Felt felt good, man. Felt like I was back home. Practic- you can almost hear... <laughs> as we just go over all these mountains and rivers. Oh, got it. That was a Twin Peaks thing. Not, yeah. not a, a very slow uh, battling... Uh, banjos oh you know dueling banjos I, it could have been both i think that twin peaks that this is this is my this is my yankee uh, uh snobbery coming through but if it's a if it's a rural area in the northwest it's the twin peaks theme if yes. it's a rural area in the south or anywhere else really it's the dueling banjos theme <laughs> the, we're not we're not inbred hicks in the pacific northwest we're just like weird yeah we're just like we have like logs that we carry around and we speak in idiosyncratic dialogue <laughs> Um, so we get a lot of shots of the wilderness, animals, uh, doing animal things. A lot, a lot of this, and opening credits rolling, obviously, as we go. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we, we see, uh, an animal that we don't name, we see some flying <laughs> birds, we see some, uh, rams. Yeah, some rams, uh, that cool. around. Yeah, uh, just, just, just ram jetting it up. <laughs> uh, and we see, uh, an owl hoot, or I guess we hear an owl hoot. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, <laughs> we see it's it with very, our ears. very tranquil. Yeah. There's a bubbling, babbling brook. Yeah. Going, uh, in the background. Witness all of that. Uh, I'm about ready to just take a nap. I'm so relaxed. I mean, nothing could possibly go wrong. Bang! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Out of nowhere, gunshots. <laughs> the credits even are afraid and run off. Yeah, yeah. The credits all like dive underneath cars. They're waiting for the for the all clear order. <laughs> Just for the sequence to take place, because we go from a gunshot to Bigfoot. Right? I mean, not even introduction to no. Bigfoot. There's no mystic, you know, 2001 opening <laughs> shot. When I was a little boy, my grandma told me a myth about a legend <laughs> called Bigfoot. There was a prophecy in these woods. Nothing like that. No, no. It's just Ronin style cut to a chase. <laughs> And Bigfoot is booking it through all the trees. This movie starts on page one, and uh, they like that in the industry. <laughs> it's cutting through the trees, and then Mulholland Drive style yeah. runs into the middle of the road. A car almost hits it. <laughs> Continues to run, uh, and then sunset. And then, and then the credits are coaxed coaxed out from <laughs> they their come from back their once they waited the the sun to uh to drop a little bit like it's safe to come back out it was so there's just like there's been about a there's been like a minute of of credits and then a gunshot and bigfoot running for his life and then back to credits it was just like another movie just steamrolled through ours (laughs) it was it was like a halftime show in the middle of the opening credits it's just like okay we know it's been kind of sedate but we want to let you know this movie has some edge there's some mortal peril uh you know this is pg-13 guys even the camera work kind of moves back to going to these gliding shots yeah. through the wilderness and uh no it's okay you can trust me you can trust me i'm so sorry about that we start to hear uh the the ambient noise pick back up an owl and then some laughing yeah. in the distance what's going on what's going on we uh, <laughs> uh that's gunfire off in the distance oh are you getting used to it now 
<laughs> every single episode a stop making sense reference. Yes, it's, it, it is starting to usurp uh, Fraser. Oh man, I love that. That is um, making flippy floppy. I guess <laughs> we're cutting through the forest and we get to a campfire with a bunch of drunken hobos. What I thought they were hobos initially because they're all around a campfire or uh, uh, like a, a, a trash fire. It looked like a barrel fire. I yeah. honestly thought like are these are these hobos in the wild are these naturally occurring hobos outside of any city because one of the guys is wearing like a patchy <laughs> overcoat with yeah. like like and and another guy they look like survivalists or like michigan militia they got bandoliers of shotgun they look like shells got, <laughs> they look like they got uh uh what's the word i'm looking for oh um well i don't know landon's oh fishing <laughs> Okay, we're doing okay. Movie, all right. He, he's 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 uh, he's charadesing this to me. <laughs> exiled is the word I was looking. Oh, for. Oh, exiled. Yeah, I was exiled not get that. from a militia. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I honestly, the vibes had me at first thinking Kevin Costner as the postman. Like the the <laughs> right. I'm like, is this an apocalyptic Bigfoot movie? In which case, I am in for it. Uh, that's that's a rock that has not been turned yet. Mad Max Furry Road. <laughs> I promise you that has been done. Let's pull up fanfiction.net and delete. Let's pull up deviantart.com and delete hard drive. Um, uh, anyway, but, these drunks are amazing. Yeah, no, they're really, they're they're hamming it up. They're yeah. deep into their schlitz. And Each arguing. one has their own, like, distinct personality. I feel like, I feel like these guys were all, like, method actors. And I think maybe, maybe the original script was, like, 300 pages long and the hobos had a much richer and deeper kind of character arc and we're only yeah. getting a, a sliver of it i love it uh but yeah they're they're all drunk and angry and mm -hmm. fighting because i guess they were shooting at something earlier in the day but they missed it and they weren't able to catch it and they don't know what it was and uh do you think they were drunk when they were doing that uh, i mean based on how drunk they are now it seems like they've been pre-gaming <laughs> for a while or, or have just been gaming all day <laughs> Uh, yeah, but one of them gets pissed at the others, and he goes marching off into an RV and shuts the door. And one of the other guys picks up a knife and throws it at the door behind him. And we'll keep it down. Well, it makes that sound, but the knife actually just like goes onto the door and then just dangles off of it as though it is very clearly like a latex suction cup. Yeah, my cousin did that to me uh, by throwing half a pair of scissors into my back when I was a kid. Oh my! That's exactly what they did. Oh. Uh, we were playing Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. So it wasn't and he like, was aiming for a tree and missed it completely. He didn't. Okay, he didn't do that by accident, is what you're saying. That's, <laughs> well, or, well, I, I mean, don't I'm know. sorry. He didn't do that on purpose, is what well, you're saying. I can't say one way or the other. Well, at least it's not like it's not like you were just like you woke up in the middle of the night and it happened. I feel less bad for you now. I still feel bad. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like on my back stabbing me while I was asleep. That's good. That's yeah. very good. Um, so anyway, yeah, they're drunk and angry. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I haven't just heard my notes in all caps. This is already miles ahead of Magic Island. <laughs> all, all I needed was... Just keep those mile markers in there. Yes, absolutely. And also, the, the opening credits are not even over yet. This is just our second intermezzo, <laughs> if you will. Um, and it's our second intermezzo and our third, uh, time transition because mm -hmm. we cut from the knife throw and the, the continuing to party into uh just some smoldering embers yeah in the campfire that's how you know time has passed yes fire has diminished <laughs> <laughs> yes just as uh just as the wood has been chewed away by fire so two of these opening credits been chewed away by the ravages of time <laughs> uh, <laughs> until all that is left is to see the name of the writer and director <laughs> 
the the drunk hobos, uh, they're not hobos, they're hunters, I guess. Uh, they're they're, they're hunt bows, I think. <laughs> hunt bows. Um, they're all cuddled up by the embers in their uh, sleeping bags when one of them, the, the I'm going to call him Bobcat because uh, he's doing a, a deep Bobcat Goldthwait impression <laughs> this whole movie. Uh, Bobcat gets up and hears some rustling, uh, hears some rustling afoot. I thought he was just going to pee. Well, the rustling woke him up, and then he realized, oh, i got to pee. It's like when I roll over in the middle of the night, and then I'm, it slightly wakes me up. And mm. I'm like, oh, wait, I also felt my bladder splish a little, so I should get up and go to the bathroom. Splish, great. <laughs> I, well, And so what happens to this guy next with his bladder all a-splishing and a-sploshing? Uh, like, I, you know, he goes to piss, and, yeah. he, and we all know what happens next. I mean, do we even have to say? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think we do, because okay. uh, we're getting paid to. Okay, well, <laughs> he is attacked. Yeah, uh, by, presumably by the beast that they missed earlier in the day. It's a big, hairy creature attacks him, and there's a lot of screaming and shouting. Luckily, I'm, there was enough shadows, and it was easy to tell that it was a person in a costume, so this did not affect me. Yes, you, you didn't think it was any other, uh, any no, other it, creature. It looked very fake, so I, it was fine. Uh, I gotta say, this is why, I feel like the next, I don't know, if I'm ever in this sort of environment, you've gone camping with me before, Landon, so you're not going to like what I'm coming to from this, but oh, I boy. feel like, I, I it's just, now you just... Don't walk away from the campsite to pee. Just piss in an empty beer bottle and leave it right by the fire until the morning and then take that and empty it out. And, it, you know, bad things always happen to people who leave the campsite to pee. I'm saying just just piss in a – like, I'm saying just stay where you're safe. I mean, yeah, is it gross? Sure, but getting killed is gross too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I feel like something similar to that happened uh, last time we went camping. Wait, did wait did, did something happen to you when you went to pee? I was fine. <laughs> No, did I? I don't know. I, I'm not going to try to recall what happened at that, but something. Hmm. You did have to walk away to like a tree to go pee last time we went camping, and I feel like I woke up and there was whatever. Whoa. You can edit this part out. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Was your is your tent ha as haunted as your apartment is? <laughs> Maybe. No, I feel like we woke up and there was like urine between our tents instead of over by the pea tree. Uh, okay, I don't like what you're suggesting right now. <laughs> I do not need these rumors floating around about me. <laughs> so I don't feel like I'm remembering it correctly. This is why we need to make keep making the podcast even when we're camping. This would have been litigated the proper way for everyone to listen to and debate out themselves. Okay. Okay. Uh, back to back to the guy getting mauled by a, a guy in a bear suit. Respect. Yes. Um yeah, so all these all these big tough hunter survivalists who are all pretty heavily armed um scatter into the night do not try to help their screaming friend they uh they just make a run for it uh yeah and, and in the midst the the beast attacks uh the whole camp and destroys it yeah yeah just 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 fucks everything right yeah. on up then he drags uh bobcat off and uh lightning effects yes yeah yeah and then and you know meanwhile the guys are in the woods they reunite they can't find him and from that we go yeah. to the morning they all pull pull guns out they can't find they, it's got, walter his name is walter in the movie but i'm gonna call him bobcat bobcat seems like the name of a character in this movie anyway <laughs> or potentially a character in the last movie too yeah um also i just want to point out that these guys all had like shotguns and rifles and they've also all got pistols like these are very well-armed hunters that is a lot again of, militia exiles i guess i guess so trying to just just you know shooting a bigfoot to keep him going through the winter we cut to the morning and uh we're still at the campfire but now we've got our steely-eyed ranger steely dan 
Uh, our steely-eyed ranger, played uh, yeah. by the ineffable, um, the ineffable, <laughs> the, the, the indescribable. The, the cast is not listed. The incredible. Uh, the magnificent. <laughs> Matt McCoy, the uh, incomparable it, Matt McCoy, <laughs> played by the ineffable Matt McCoy, played by the indelible. <laughs> Matt McCoy. May remember as Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. He's been around for quite a while. Uh would you say that he's the real McCoy? <laughs> I would say that. Uh most recently was on uh Silicon Valley. Oh. And uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan with uh, John Krasinski, so well, dude's still working. Good, good for him. Ch- chilling out with, chilling out with Big Tuna out there in Venezuela. Yeah, I gotta say, he has like big Leslie Nielsen energy to me. Like, I not in this movie necessarily. I don't know. Leslie Nielsen started out as a like overly dramatic actor, sure. and because he was able to take that dramatic acting and apply it to comedy. That's how Leslie Nielsen's, you know, humor kind of came out. I yeah. could see this guy doing the same exact thing. Like, if you were to recast a, a Naked Gun movie with Matt McCoy in his, however old he was here, I could see it working just as well. And if you were to make a Naked Gun movie with Bigfoot in it, that leads to even more natural comedy. Where is my Bigfoot comedy? There is a crossover since we do have a Bronco chase uh, oh, later boy. in this movie. Oh, boy. Oh. We just replaced Nordberg with Bigfoot. I feel like this movie this movie really kind of prophesized a lot of, um, <laughs> I, you know, I think this movie has a lot of statements in it about media culture that uh, that I'm excited to unpack. <laughs> Well then, let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, the the ranger, he's taking things really seriously. He yeah. this is his forest. He's not taking any shit. Get the fuck out of here, troublemakers. Yeah, he's a uh, renegade park ranger who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, and these guys they're trying to make excuses, saying no, we think it's this beast that uh, you know we missed yesterday, and uh, you know we'll he'll come back. Um, but the the ranger, he's not having any of it. He's like, I mean, like the first line he says, he listens to all their stuff, and then he's just like. I'm going to get a search and rescue and start looking. Yeah. There is... <laughs> you guys might not want to do that. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen. Yeah. He he takes this with the utmost seriousness. Also, this was just a shock to see me talk... The, to see these guys talking to any sort of authority figure. Because based <laughs> on the previous scene, I had honestly assumed they were like poachers or mercenaries or something. <laughs> but no, they're just... It seems like they were just a bunch of bros who took yeah. every gun they had out hunting. And then immediately called the cops. Oh, my goodness. And uh, we, we mentioned that Walter's missing, right? Yeah, 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 Bobcat. Bobcat, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, Bobcat! <laughs> uh, elsewhere, there is uh, an old painter painting down by a lake. Yeah. Um, looking looking like, I mean, you called this. He looks like Tommy Chong. <laughs> he looks like Tommy Chong, but specifically <laughs> Tommy Chong, like the prequel to Color of Out of Space, or Color Out of Space, uh, for any of those of you who have seen it. Uh, yeah, really narrow cat. I think, okay, I think I get the joke, Landon. You get the joke. Yeah. But, you know, there's a big, a lake takes place in there, and he plays this nature guy. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. And, well, uh, it's also, good when you have to explain your reference. Also, did you not say a lake takes place there? A lake takes place there. A lake takes place. Uh, but the, this Tommy Chong-looking dude is wearing a Canadian tuxedo, jeans on top, jeans on the bottom. Yeah, he's just a, how I like it. And he's got uh, tribal flowers in his hair and mm-hmm. beads and stuff in his hair, and he's just... Uh, He's straight up Bob Ross in it. Yeah, you know they the, they don't make any commentary on that. I mean, it's not like this is some sort of mystic thing. So I don't. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were pushing that to like. 
no, I'm stereotype not, level. No, I'm not even pushing to a stereotype thing. I'm just, I just think it's or kind of a ridiculous outfit oh. overall. Like, a, <laughs> you know, Canadian tuxedo and feathers in your hair and stuff. But, uh, yeah, people gonna do what they do. Yeah, I spe- I, you know, I guess you know, you're right. You go outside of society. You leave the city behind. You, you, you want to live those on so- big social mores of you know fashion uh, pressure. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live in the woods and I'm gonna wear a Canadian tuxedo every day. I, that sounds like a dream to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, denim, I guess, it, you know, it's pretty breathable and it uh, doesn't have to be washed that much. It's probably the most practical thing. Uh, but while he's painting by the shore, uh, Bigfoot appears on the opposite side, and we get uh, uh, what I assume was like the the coup de grace for the director of making this movie he gets to reenact the the patterson uh gremlin uh gimlin film but like he also puts kind of his own spin on it he doesn't just do a shot for shot remake like that right. that psycho movie he like kind of gives it <laughs> puts a little of his own his own stank on it you know he says hey well don't don't just walk around flopping your arms like that like look at the camera and then run off scared <laughs> uh yeah but at the same time so we we go from the this guy you know taking photos and stuff of this uh creature video wasn't it yeah because it ends up on this newscast uh which we cut to um and we see a couple characters watching it but just to talk to the newscast for a second we see kind of the grainy footage of it Mm -hmm. and uh this is just the first time i want to uh take a moment to appreciate the actor playing bigfoot (laughs) because outside of like the acting moments when he's you know interacting with jtt i think he's got really really good body language yeah no definitely like the like he's not just a tall dude in a suit he's like he looks like he's worked on the arm you know movements and stuff like that to make it look kind of like the zapruder or zapruder yeah oh god (laughs) whoops are you saying bigfoot (laughs) killed kennedy Your Honor, I posit that the man behind the death of our president, I know that I sound a lot like uh, President Ke- Your Honor, the man who kills me is Bigfoot. <laughs> the movie where JFK's ghost has to solve his own murder and it's Bigfoot that did it, that's a movie I want to see. sci-fi on the phone. We're pitching this right now. Like, get out the typewriter and put on a pot of coffee. <laughs> So it's JFK teaming up with, I'm going to say, Sammy Davis Jr. to uncover the clues. And then at the end of the first act, we find out that it's it has got to be somebody alive. Yeah. Well, oh, like someone who's alive now. Chris Tucker playing Sammy Davis Jr.? <laughs> oh, you're saying this takes place in the present day. Uh, yeah, oh, God. Well, yeah, I forgot. This could take place at any time. Because well, once no, you're death, then your your time doesn't matter. No, but it's better now. Who? No, but it's, it is better in the present day. What? Who, who would play best on screen opposite JFK's ghost? It'd have to be... <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we could pick from any time period, like a young Charles Grodin would be the perfect. <laughs> this is true. Forcing the straightest guy to do something ludicrous, like follow a ghost around. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, maybe I could see Bradley Cooper bringing a lot of gravitas to it. I could also see Jack Black having fun with it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to toss this one out there. Okay. And this is a bit wild. Okay. Kermit the Frog. Take it a different direction. Oh wow, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, you know, uh, the the Muppets, the Muppets takes a pruder, basically. <laughs> uh, okay, but oh. uh, um, is that what the Patterson was filming before he saw Bigfoot? <laughs> Just like, look, there's Kermit singing Rainbow Connection. <laughs> oh, hey, look, there's the president. So Yothro in his prime. Oh God. Oh, oh Bigfoot. Okay, that's good. <laughs> it's the middle ground between this sweet thing and this tragic oh, moment. Jesus Christ. We have derailed so far. Where are we with this? Okay, news broadcast. I was yes. complimenting. Um, I think that the way that they kind of processed this footage for the newscast actually looked kind of convincing. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I would have... If they had shown that on TV, like our TV, 
I feel like I would have been like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, you feel you feel like you, it. It, it was very naturalistic. You felt like you were there. You felt like you were in the moment. Like, I feel like it It almost made me believe in Bigfoot is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, and that's good, though, because this is the moment that the world of in this movie, the world becomes right. aware that Bigfoot exists. Imagine what you would feel like if you turned on the news tomorrow and found out that Bigfoot was real. I mean, yeah. the movie the movie dares you to imagine that reality. It does. It does that, make you question, like, is what is, what? can you trust everything you thought up to this moment? Yeah. Now, in Magic Island, I feel <laughs> like ultimately <laughs> fell short of that goal like certain yes there was a pizza tree like i saw zachary ty Bryan seeing a pizza tree but i didn't feel like i was seeing the pizza tree and so in oh, that regard man. uh the bigfoot movie with the subtitle i've forgotten is, is again a far superior <laughs> film the unforgettable <laughs> encounter okay well my encounter with the subtitle has been uh, the joke <laughs> writes itself okay so um, anyway, so, yeah, yeah, but there's this news report, and we see someone watching, well, we see first an establishing shot of a mansion that looks <laughs> suspiciously like the house in, in, Magic in Magic Island. Island. Yeah. Um, magically, one might say. But then, uh, then we go inside where a, an ominous rich man in a suit is closing his refrigerator door as the news plays the next room, and here's... The news that Bigfoot has been sighted and is shocked and like walks towards the TV what? with this look of awe and and uh, I don't know reverence and like but also this really ominous kind of grin. There's almost like drool coming out of his mouth, like uh, salivating at the the possibilities of what this could mean. He just gets a whiff of that Bigfoot <laughs> and it's uh, and, and his salivary glands get going. He, uh, and the camera holds on him doing this for an awkwardly long time. Like he is really just does. a little bit too long. Uh, this is. Uh, I want to mention because he's a main character uh, played by David Rash, uh, who's going to probably be a familiar face to anyone who's watched TV in the last uh, 30 years. Um, but more recently had a kind of resurgence with the uh, Ianucci gang who did uh, In the Loop and Veep oh, and everything. Uh, he was really? in In the Loop. Wait, who was he in In the Loop? I love that movie. Uh, he played uh, Linton Barwick. Oh, Lin... Oh, fuck, that name is familiar. Was he? Wait, he's not the... He's not the uh I, oh, fuck i don't remember that all uh, this is not good content keep going <laughs> he was also in united 93 and burn after reading wow he's kind of one of those i think he's kind of perfected that straight man joke yeah character i don't know how to articulate that better than that but yeah yeah um anyway i think he's uh he's become quite a uh a funny um addition to shows whatever oh my god putting more words into my sentences than i need to let's get back uh to the movie that we're talking about um david rash yes yes uh playing the the evil yuppie i mean this is okay this started to disturb me i made the joke while we were watching this Mm -hmm. but the more the movie went on the more it just dawned on me that uh okay this might get a little unfunny for a second but yeah yeah i'll I'll stop you i'll gong you off okay (laughs) if i get too bummed out um (laughs) <laughs> that I, so I made the joke that oh my god look it's Donald Trump because he has this kind of the hair is combed the hair blonde hair, combed blonde back. hair he's tanned and everything uh, he's wearing suit, a suit yeah you know red tie and everything uh, we totally agree with everything he's doing and support him one hundred percent just like Donald Trump <laughs> God and so throughout the movie there are other things that kind of support this thing but then I realized oh shit the archetype of the bad guy in 80s and 90s movies is literally based on Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was kind of the bad... 
It's weird that he's been the bad guy of life for like 40 years and and no plucky young kid has like, you know, gotten him arrested for for shooting a gun in a wildlife refuge or or like made him slip on a on a bunch of marbles and fall down a staircase with a bucket on his head. I mean some fraudulent uh, you know, ski resort scheme. Yeah, yeah, like like what what happens to the bad guy at the end of Hotel for Dogs? You'd think that would have happened to him by now by virtue of like yeah, but yeah, like the template for the bad guy in an 80s yeah, movie. Yeah, but it I don't know why that bummed me out so much to go to have this thing that's been so familiar my whole life and then kind of just realize, oh, that kind of reminds me of this thing. And then you're like, no, but this thing that it's reminding me of is actually the thing it's based on. Yeah. And that's reality now. Yeah. Uh, it hurt. Well, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I, let, let's be, look, would you be that shocked? I'm being totally honest. Would okay. you be that shocked if tomorrow you turned on the news and you saw, you know, President Trump announces creation of a uh, interagency Department of Homeland Security Bigfoot Task Force, <laughs> quote, we're, oh. we're all really concerned about the Bigfoot. I've been talking to a lot of people about the Bigfoot. I think the Bigfoot's great personally. Other people don't think so. So we're going to talk to some guys. We're going to get some people together, the toughest people, folks. You talk to these guys backstage. They were crying. They're saying, thank you, Mr. President, for getting tough on Bigfoot. We're going to have them look at it, and the Bigfoots are going to be okay. <laughs> All right, like you saw that quote in the paper. It you <laughs> or a six tweet thread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, they would just print the entire thing, right. you know, free advertising for him. It would be. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, if the president was actively hunting Bigfoot, whether or not Bigfoot actually exists. <laughs> I agree. I actually really want someone to ask Trump about Bigfoot now. He's just gonna to be guarding the moat in yeah. front of his fucking White House. <laughs> I feel like Bigfoot might. You know, if nothing else, Bigfoot might go for. Trump, maybe I don't know. Depending on depending on what it is, I don't want to make us make I mean, assumptions. Cut the funding for wildlife preservation. So yeah, I guess that's right. But I mean, I guess that works more to Bigfoot's favor. Like more uh, more hunters out there, he can eat. <laughs> oh, good lord! Let's anyway, get out of that fucking yeah. hole. Um, where are we? Well, we're we're at the, this dude's house. You know this this creepy. This, oh yeah, we're selling the yeah. villain. But yeah. he but he calls up one of his underlings who is asleep, and he uh, he tells him you know. Tells him that you go to this town where Bigfoot was sighted and and offer a major reward for <laughs> Bigfoot's right. okay. capture. Yeah, I got I got why we because in the the process of the people watching the newscast, we're also introduced to uh, the ranger and his deputy oh, who right. are just in the station, and the deputy is sitting there watching, shoveling a, a TV dinner in his mouth like he's at home. He's he has like his shirt off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ranger's in the back, just like at his desk doing work. And for for a second, I was like, "Wait, is there actually just like an interracial gay couple at the center of this Bigfoot movie?" Which would be pretty awesome. That would be super cool. Yeah. Uh, not the case. No, sadly. Uh, just coworkers. That's my. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure. Oh, we don't know for sure. Uh, and then it gets we get lonely in that ranger station <laughs> up on the mountain after dark. <laughs> then we cut back to uh, Rash, who is uh, making a sinister phone call to uh, who we find out is Clint Howard. Yeah. But I want to call out the, the dialogue here because it's so specific to this character yes uh clint howard just kind of like the phone rings and hello and he goes are you lucid (laughs) bigfoot was spotted (laughs) see see bigfoot in a dramatic tone of voice always funny and i love spotted i love that in this world bigfoot is a thing that 
everybody knows about. Like, and people are thinking about Bigfoot all the time. Yeah, it's not like going into a zombie movie where people don't understand the concept that of zombies. Yeah. We are in a world where people understand the concept of the very thing the movie is about. That's very rare. It, it's it's like it's like Bigfoot is like Osama bin Laden or something. <laughs> like everyone's been hunting for Bigfoot. Like, do you think Bigfoot's even still alive? <laughs> I, I heard that I heard that Bigfoot's in, in hiding in Los Angeles. I heard the government flew him out of the country. Uh, so that goes very well to his actual line, which is, I've been waiting for 20 years. Don't you let me down. <laughs> it's it's very, it's it's very, I mean, again, to compare it to a mystery science theater movie that probably no one has seen, it's a lot like the bad guy in Time Chasers, the evil executive in there, the head of Gen Corp, who's, who's got, he's got a lackey kind of like this, and he's always kind of making, making threatening, you know, leadership business 90s comments to him. <clears throat> Man, it hurts to talk in a Gen Corps guy's voice. <laughs> um, we cut from that to uh, Norris Hall at uh, unnamed university where uh, Professor, I'm just going to call her Professor because yeah. I don't think we ever got her name. I, I called her research lady. <laughs> <laughs> professor uh, is prepping for an expedition with her team. Yes, uh, she and her, her multinational team of, of benevolent <laughs> academics uh are on, are heading out into the wilderness to find the bigfoot <laughs> the bigfoot yes uh so we we bounce around a lot from uh bigfoot to a bigfoot and mm-hmm. the bigfoot yes yeah so like thoughts that's open for discussion thoughts, thoughts, thoughts tonight on the mclaughlin group bigfoot <laughs> definite article indefinite article um i think that uh i think that that i don't know it's weird because you, i guess the researchers are leaving it open to the notion that that maybe this is just one of others and that there might be additional big, big feet in <laughs> is the world. This the, is this their subtle way of planting for a sequel? Oh, I think so. <laughs> I, I absolutely think all so. Right. It's, a, it's, all, it's a money. It's the film business, Landon. Yes, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that the, the researchers are all kind of like, be it on the DL, that maybe there's extra Bigfoots out there, whereas all the plebes, all the people who just want to kill Bigfoot, are just calling him Bigfoot like it's a name. <laughs> so I think that the movie uses language very artistically. Again, in a way that I feel like, for all of its benefits, Magic Island wasn't really able to play, the, uh, you know, the vernacular of a time and place uh-huh. and really bring you into the movie with yes, that. Whereas, right. you know, Bigfoot, <laughs> this world is so lived in, it has its own nomenclature you know and and uh you know much as lord of the rings they wrote a whole language for the elves um so too does bigfoot uh have different ways of referring to the titular bigfoot we kept the city hall so uh we're just gonna do a promo for uh squarespace and we'll be right back to film collider we cut to city hall where uh clint howard who is he a mayor? Is he who? What the fuck is he doing? I, I and think, how can he call a press conference at City Hall? I think he's the mayor. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing a suit in this scene, isn't he? Like, uh, yeah, he's wearing a suit and a toupee. Yeah, uh, that uh, he was not wearing in the previous scene. Yeah, that that confers that confers yeah. authority in in these parts. He's brought all the reporters together to announce that he's officially uh, started a uh, hunt. Uh, reward for Bigfoot. Uh, yes. He has opened a Bigfoot escrow account. A Bigfoot escrow account. <laughs> if ever there was a name for a punk rock band, <laughs> Bigfoot escrow account. <laughs> the, wow. You could get more people interested in investing in markets if Bigfoot escrow accounts... We're just like if you just buried that in the text, I would read. I would read all of it. I would get very much about like, oh me, I want to max up my Bigfoot escrow account. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, okay. But there's money being put into a <laughs> Bigfoot escrow. Account. There is. Yes. And, uh, this puts all the reporters into a tizzy, uh, because they're, they start asking the, the hard hitting questions. Wait, yeah. are you saying dead or alive? Yeah. We, wait, you're saying we can kill a Bigfoot. Is it legal to kill Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, if you're, if you're, if you're asking if I wrote down any of these questions, I didn't have time because I was too mesmerized by the thought of a Bigfoot escrow account. But there, <laughs> but people are this crowd, this mob of reporters. There yeah. are a lot of reporters, and they are all upset at this idea that we can all go kill it. Well, they're not really upset so much as they're just like their their minds have been freaked by the possibilities, and they're 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 shouting. <laughs> I know out. I, every little thing is going to be more sensitive now that they've their minds have been blown by the very existence of a Bigfoot of the Bigfoot. I mean, of Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to pick which side you're on, Landon. <laughs> uh, I I think that I mean we can all remember like we all remember where we were the day we learned that you know the, they became familiar with the very concept of killing Bigfoot. <laughs> we none of us had, had considered this before, much less asked about the legality of it. This just kind of opened a Pandora's box of legal questions and philosophical questions. Uh, if we kill it, do we kill ourselves? Oh man. If a Bigfoot is killed in the woods and no one's there to hear it, did it even happen? No, kid committed suicide. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> dark. Dark. It got dark. Yeah. I hope you edit that one out. And, and, and what, Logan Paul goes in there and films a video <laughs> oh. with dead Bigfoot? <laughs> there, see, we're both in the soup together now, Landon. Okay, thank you. Um, um, <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, just one more thing. Let, let's also make clear that a very wealthy man has deputized his assistant to come to this small town and publicly offer a $1 million reward for whoever kills Bigfoot right after Bigfoot is bad and decided. Yeah. Either deputize his assistant or tap the mayor. Okay, I think... Not sure which. Well, either one, either one. But the this is, again, another thing that if we discovered Bigfoot, I would not be shocked if, like, 18 hours later, Elon Musk... Was like putting out on Twitter that he would pay a million dollars to the first person to capture yeah. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bring and me Bigfoot's head. Yeah, basically that. I want. I want to eat Bigfoot. I'm building rocket ships. I want to eat Bigfoot. <laughs> like I, 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 this. There's something in his bones that's going to sustain our <laughs> space travel for the next fifty years. There's something in his bones that's going to sustain my and my rich friends' space travel for the next fifty years. You, you guys, <laughs> been on your planet yeah. for thirty-eight years now. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to leave. I'm gonna yeah. You know, as soon as Bigfoot's dead, there's no reason to be on Earth anymore, and I want to be the one who kills him. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying this is this reeks of an Elon Musk move. This is something he would announce he was gonna do on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so from this uh, big announcement, we cut to um the the frenzy that ensues between hunters going to supply stores and getting all their shit so that they can uh, cash in on this one million dollar um. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a prize, Bigfoot escrow account. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say bounty poster. Bounty is the yes. word I was looking for. Yes, yeah. a Bigfoot bounty. <laughs> uh, and this scene has big jaws energy. Yeah, there's yeah truckloads of dudes driving off and like this media frenzy. Like, the, and I, I like this movie really is very much about media frenzies i feel like there, <laughs> yes. there are swarms of reporters going around it is an like the news coverage of bigfoot and the media narrative of bigfoot <laughs> is um is is a constant factor yeah. throughout the film the the writer director of this was reading save the cat and there was a <laughs> note in there that says never bring in the news media and he goes oh yeah watch <laughs> this <laughs> throws the book out the window takes the page throws it into the steven c canal logo uh <laughs> So it was at this point in the movie that I was like, 
We're watching this because Zachary Ty Bryan's in it, right? Yeah, I, I was... <laughs> we're like 20, 30 minutes in. I really was expecting this movie to be more like Magic Island. And as I may have mentioned, it's not like Magic Island. <laughs> not but at all. I was thinking that, oh yeah, this is a teen heartthrob ZTB movie. Yeah. But yeah, he's fully absent. Yeah. Uh, and he's supposed to be playing Eleven in this movie. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Well, at least that's what the poster says. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, let me... I want to get back well, that's to That's what it. I expect from a movie poster is a tagline that includes the age of the protagonist. <laughs> when 37-year-old James Bond finds out that Goldfinger is up to something. <laughs> this is the actual movie poster quote. Okay. <clears throat> an 11-year-old boy. An age-old legend. A lifelong friendship. Bigfoot. The Unforgettable Encounter. Okay, actually, um, you know what? I'm going to give that title a B plus. Okay. I yeah yeah. See, my <laughs> guesses for this title would be um, uh, let's see, B- Bigfoot fetish, and uh, and uh, uh, Harry and uh, the Hendersons. Hen- Harry and the Hender friends. Oh, that's good. Is Harry it- and the Huntersons. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Anyway. Uh, they're at the lake. There's a lake, and yes. there's some kids playing. We hear some laughing and, and giggling, and yeah. uh, we see ZTB come uh, traipsing down a rock face. Yeah, well, I mean, he's well, he's been playing. He's been playing first with his like, his, you know, the this is him with the squirt gun sneaking around the back of the. the oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Right! Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, they're annoying their mother. Yes. So they're they're okay. Reset the scene. Yes. Take two. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Okay. Okay. One more time, folks. We're almost <laughs> to lunch. Let's go. Speed and action. Whenever you're ready. Uh, we push in on a mobile home as two parents are prepping the grill, mm-hmm. and uh, there are some laughter and kids uh, looking around the corners of a, an RV with some squirt guns shooting at each other. Yep. And knowing their mom. Yep. And you know, one of them naturally, Zachary Ty Bryan. Yeah. Brad Taylor. Yep. And actually wearing, uh, he has some big Al energy in this because he's yeah, got the flannel, uh, to fuck. flannel and denim going. Yeah. So, and and his, his you know, who would you expect Zachary Ty Bryan to be stirring up trouble with? Yeah, he's got a brother in this movie. Yeah, a blonde brother. Kind of <laughs> cute. Kind of mischievous. And he is... Uh, who we will call... Hey, you're not JTT, which is what you called him <laughs> as soon as his face appeared on the screen. I, it's it's <laughs> Steve Carell looking at Christina Applegate and saying, you're not Ron. It was, <laughs> it was really unnerving because they very much wanted to capture some home improvement energy yeah. with this kid who is not Teasus. Uh, no, he is not. The anti-Teasus, as I called him in my notes. <laughs> Uh, but because they're annoying their mother, mother sends them off to go explore. Uh, and this is where uh, ZTB comes traipsing down the rock face, yes. uh, followed uh, closely in tow by, hey, you're not JTT. Yes. Um, and uh, they decide, hey, look, there's a ridge up there. Yeah. Why don't you go this way and I'll go this way and we'll meet on the top of that ridge. Why now? <laughs> Why though? This is before the kids even had the internet. Yeah, this is before they had the internet. This is before... Also, they're not even looking for anything. It's one thing on Scooby-Doo when they split up because they're trying to cover more ground. I don't know. I could I could kind of see doing this back in back in my day. Yeah, but, I mean, I could see doing it now in, like, you know, we, we're adult men, and we want to, like, have time alone to commune in nature and just, like, <laughs> think about things and not feel the burden of, of conversation or companionship for a little while. But this is an 11-year-old kid. Yeah, I think it's... 
the spark of the imagination and this kind of ubiquitous idea of competition against yourself in nature and pitting yourself against your friends and them in nature and some sort of comparison between, you know, yeah. as kids do. They like to be able to put their feelers out and see how they uh, are in relation to other people in the world. Yeah, yeah. okay, I guess I can see that. It's kind of like a childhood rite of passage, basically pitting yourself against nature in a way that the movie Magic Island really never showed happening. I, you know, in spite of its many the many beneficial points of of the movie Magic Island, um, well, but he, you know, but also the last thing their dad says to them, the last thing we've seen in in the scene immediately preceding this, yeah. their dad says, and you know, stick together, don't split up. They get there, they see the ridge, and and we get Cody is Zachary Ty Bryant's yeah. character's name, but it's called ZTB. ZTB <laughs> looks at the looks at the ridge and goes, and there's kind of this inspiring music. He's like, hey, I've got an idea. Let's split up and meet at the top. Like, you were just told not to do this. Uh, and Oh, man. Also, his, his ZTV's brother is reluctant yeah. at first. He's like, what if I run into a mountain lion or something? <laughs> Which is a legitimate question to be yeah, asking. I'd, I'd say that. Not and just because we're watching a movie about Bigfoots. No, uh, and ZTV just tells him to shut the fuck up and stab anything you see because you have a knife in your hand. Yeah, it's like, you have a knife. Use it if you have to. And it's like, this... <laughs> These kid, this kid is from, really aggressive. He's from the rough side of Brentwood, it seems like. <laughs> uh, and then the hunters arrive. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they they start to like pile into the the forest, looking you know at the the cusp of their journey to find Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have much notes on that. The next note I have is Cody arriving at the, or like the brother arriving at the top of the oh, hill. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I have yeah. one. Well, uh, then give me your notes. <laughs> As they're they're all getting ready to to go out there, uh, the ranger is also around, and uh, he he's adamant, man. He does not like that the mayor says that you can uh, put out a kill shot on Bigfoot. Yeah. No, thank you, sir. No, nobody does a hit on Bigfoot <laughs> on my turf without my saying so. <laughs> uh, he's watching this all on on his TV. Uh, and he's saying this to his deputy, and he's like, uh, no, no, he's saying it to, uh, to Rash, the bad guy. Yeah. Because he's also arrived on the scene for his, uh, sweet trophy that he wants in his mansion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says that, uh, you need, you need, an, you need evidence of Bigfoot before you can say that Bigfoot exists and, and send people out there to go kill and bring back the body of a Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, what kind of evidence do you want? I want the body of a Bigfoot as evidence before I can let you go out there and bring back the body of a Bigfoot for evidence. Yeah. It's a Bigfoot 22. <laughs> it's uh it's it's really also they never really go into much more detail of why this guy wants bigfoot like he says at one point that he's always since a child wanted to own a bigfoot but why like why does fucking don jr pose with an elephant nose i don't know okay i guess that's fair just that you like that you're just general like that you're just a rich douchebag who likes to yes kill things. i think that's it which is also why it depressed me of how closely related to real life it is okay i suppose it is i suppose it is okay <laughs> um well then we've got have you got the the hunter hobos being interviewed on tv or is that like that's my next <laughs> did note. i miss that no i don't know no. go into it well i don't know I so that like uh, well okay oh no no oh, you missed one the one thing no. before we get there yeah uh which is we see uh hey you're not jtt oh off. yeah on his own he, he and he's officially lost yeah uh, he can't find his way and uh he jumps at uh, a wolf howl mm-hmm. uh which i think is a, a pretty common trope where people are just like what, what something's gonna jump out and get me mm-hmm. and then it's just a howl and then they're like oh thank god it's just that yeah but shouldn't you be afraid of a wolf howl wolves are around that's still bad <laughs> that's a scary thing i don't get that trope they're just startled the way that we were startled by the gunshot at the beginning of the movie they're just showing us how stupid we look uh and important that he 
thinks that uh, ZTP ditched him. Yeah. So he starts to head back. Yeah, he goes back to camp. Now uh, we cut to the news broadcast with the drunkards. Yeah, yeah. So the hunter, the the hunter hobos are now all wearing their Sunday best. A lot of lot of like heavy yeah. cloth uh, uh, <laughs> blazers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason from Part Two is just <laughs> hiding in the background. They've got their their finest sticks and their and their <laughs> nicest bindles put together for this. But uh, they're being interviewed on some kind of local Phil Donahue type show yeah. or I don't know interview thing about about what's going on and uh they um the new the news anchor kind of pieces their testimony together with reports of uh well i, I don't know with like reports of the bigfoot sighting nearby and they yep. realize the kind of the media comes to this conclusion like oh bigfoot attacked you bigfoot is dangerous and again this this kind of fits this media narrative kind of oj simpson tanya harding thing that this movie's trying to do where like the media is coming to a conclusion that bigfoot's dangerous albeit yeah. Not unfounded here, because Bigfoot <laughs> does seem pretty dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, you never know with an animal that big. I mean, that's precisely where my fear comes from. Of, yeah. Like, any large animal that's bigger than me can clearly, whether it intends to or not, do damage to me. Yeah, uh, but or or it can just very gently shake your hand, or, or like, even put on your Ray-Bans without breaking them. <laughs> I want to point out, um, when you <laughs> mentioned the, the international uh, mishmash of cast and yeah. <laughs> and character names, that uh, this, this uh, Native American photographer who initially caught uh, a glimpse of bigfoot and set this whole thing in motion did you mm-hmm. catch uh, his name no i did not david hirschberger david hirschberger <laughs> well you know the hirschberger tribe has uh, has has roamed the upper pacific northwest for many years yeah uh the other thing i love about this new news broadcast this nude broadcast the new, well, hey, man, I, yeah, there, I, you know, you know hey yeah you go on the playboy channel uh, I don't know what the happened just there, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry we just, we just got we just got overtaken with an overdose of razzmatazz. I think <laughs> that's what horny sounds like. Yeah, we were dancing a jitterbug. <laughs> um, the news broadcaster as he's going through um this interview and showing the footage and he's like so tell me and then he hands the photograph to them it says is this the bigfoot that attacked you and each one's like yes 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 yep that's the one for sure uh the news broadcaster turns back to the camera and he just does this like uh gotcha moment yeah like see what i mean your move bigfoot <laughs> bigfoot could not be reached for comment I'm like, what? What is with this gotcha journalism tone? This uh, <laughs> nature this, show is this, taking. This shit is why Bigfoot doesn't want to be found. He doesn't want to be a public figure. It's the year he's gonna be on the front page of the National Enquirer. All you know, Bigfoot and oh, uh, Bigfoot man. and Ariana Grande. Are they a couple or aren't they? No privacy for Bigfoot. Oh my god. Uh, later, we cut to ZTB's parents uh, are grilling in the middle of the night, apparently. And yeah, by like you do. Grilling, I mean, they are roasting hot dogs over a blazing sun. Yeah. <laughs> this grill uh, has about three-foot flames on it. Well, they like them Cajun style. They're <laughs> on a road trip from, from the bayou. <laughs> it looks like the grill from the Burbs in uh, Tom Hanks' Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, man, Bigfoot is good. Bigfoot is our pal. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're yeah they're they're grilling some brats. Uh, their sons have still not come back, and it's dark out. Yeah. And dad is being pretty mellow about. He's like, about they're it. just kids; they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but the deputy has come up to tell them, "Hey, you guys got to get out of here because uh, it's past cur- curfew. Uh, we're closing the parks due to uh, animal attacks have been going on in the area." He says. This this park ranger, a man, oh, that's right. a man who's driven up in a jeep with a light bar and law enforcement insignia on it, a man who I believe is carrying a gun and has a badge, says, "We believe there is a bigfoot in the area." A bigfoot? 
a Bigfoot. I, I didn't get his response. <laughs> the, the call and response was, uh, there's been a Bigfoot in the area. A Bigfoot. A Bigfoot? Yes, a, a Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> the great Bigfoot scene, ladies and gentlemen. And they take this very seriously. We believe there's a Bigfoot in the area. <laughs> uh, and then they realize, hey, Cody's missing. And the parents have, like, a genuine horror on their face. Uh, yeah, there's a, been a Bigfoot <laughs> sighted in the area, and everyone now <laughs> understands that it has been sighted there. Uh, at this point, the search party has gathered outside the ranger station. Uh, the professor is also there to yell at the ranger, and uh, yeah. he yells back at her, like, hey, our uh, our motives for this whole thing are butting up against each other. Yeah. What do you think about that? Let's move our butts up against each other. Um, <laughs> Which I th- now that you say that jokingly, I think that this is what the, this is supposed to be—some sort of like asinine meat cute. Ass is- <laughs> inine meat cute. Which is why it uh, why it kind of starts to explain the ending. They're, they're planting a seed that just stays there submerged in dirt and then explodes into a flower in the last five seconds of the movie. You say they're planting seed. I think they're planting ash because uh, I did not pick up on that until we are discussing it now. They're burying salt uh, into into the soil to prevent anyone from ever planting there again. Uh, yeah, so she... But she says that killing Bigfoot is immoral. Bigfoot is endangered. Uh, Bigfoot should be protected, etc., etc. Yeah. And so they have a little, uh, a little moonlighting style back and forth. But let's let's break this open for you. Let's just slow things down. Hit the let's hit the slow jam button. Let's here. just slow jam the Bigfoot. <laughs> um, Originally sighted in the Upper <laughs> Pacific Northwest. The okay. I want to just try to pin down everybody's motives here. So we've got the professor. Yes. Okay. We've she, got Marianne. <laughs> she doesn't want uh, the Bigfoot killed. That is correct. But she wants it captured. Yes, because it belongs in a museum. <laughs> okay. We've got the ranger. Yes. Okay. And he doesn't want the Bigfoot killed because he isn't sure the Bigfoot exists. He he doesn't want the Bigfoot killed. He is sort of the keeper of the peace. He is the he's he is it feels as on some level uh, the guardian of these lands. I mean it's a sort yeah, certainly, right. you know, it is his job, but like he knows this area. I think he feels more like people should leave well enough alone. He probably know he says he's he said earlier that he's seen Bigfoot before, so I feel like he knows of Bigfoot. Oh, he did. I missed that part. I feel like I remember that. No, well, being no, because the, the last scene that he was in, he was saying, "I'm. We need evidence of a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and that evidence is a body of a Bigfoot that's never been found." Yeah. So I and I think that he he's just adamant about don't go, you know, inviting all these hunters or chasing waterfalls, <laughs> which comes up uh, yeah, later. I, well, they do uh, chase waterfalls in this movie. <laughs> they don't listen to TLC or the recommendation to not involve the movie. And Bigfoot in movie. definitely needs to scrub. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> we, uh... And Bigfoot's kind of a survivor. <laughs> That's Destiny's Child. Oh, okay. <laughs> Same vibes. We get, uh... So, okay. Pinning down the ranger, I, I think he's just against the invasion of the land. He's against killing entirely, but he just wants to keep the peace. He yeah. thinks there's a bear problem, and yes. he wants to address the real problems plaguing this forest. Yes. The the millionaires and the billion bears are <laughs> what's really ruining this, this forest. Okay, and then we have a third party, which is this David Rash character who yes. wants to set out to kill. So we have three opposing forces 
all kind of coming together through this uh, conflict? I would say so. The, the researcher wants to find Bigfoot and study him. The ranger wants everyone to stay away and wants to let Bigfoot be Bigfoot. And then the billionaire wants to kill Bigfoot. Yes. So, yeah, it's kind of a three-way tie. Much like uh, the, the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I was <laughs> going to head to there because we do go into a three-way chase uh, around the same time that they do in that movie. That, that is preceded by like a 38-minute scene of people looking at each other with really dramatic <laughs> music playing that is somehow still interesting i love that movie so fucking much it's a really good movie and you know what we're it lots of people think that too so it's really not revolutionary (laughs) to say on this podcast absolutely not yeah um you know something that i feel like magic island didn't do (laughs) properly was that they didn't utilize score to build tension in the way that the good the bad and the ugly did i like that you are focusing so much on magic island so that anyone just tuning in has to listen to magic island as the intended uh duology 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 it's a look i feel like that is a commentary on the duality of man you know each man (laughs) has a magic island and a bigfoot the unforgettable adventure uh or experience inside him it's like yin and yang. It's like Bigfoot and Magic Island. Bigfoot, the unforgettable encounter experience. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's, ride. That's the podcast we're doing. <laughs> it's pretty much. It's pretty much. We just drive up to Big Bear and walk around and periodically make friends with a guy in a gorilla suit. Oh my god! Do we reenact this movie shot for shot? Yes, we do. Uh, uh, shotgun on being. I guess Zachary Ty Bryan. <laughs> Uh, all right, I was going to call Bigfoot, but I don't want to give you a piggyback ride. So Yeah, or fight a bear. Well, let's get to it then. Um, we that's, cut to the next scene. That's what you say before giving me a piggyback ride. <laughs> we, Cody is, uh, he made it to the ridge, but he's all alone. Uh, he's surprised that, uh, hey, you're not JTT, didn't arrive. He's just, but when we come to him, like, we have not seen Cody in a while. Yeah. We And I kind of assume as soon as he doesn't come back, like, oh, Bigfoot has kidnapped him off screen. We're going to come back to him in Bigfoot's lair or something. But <laughs> Instead, he's just sitting there in the dark. Just chilling. Lean up against a tree, just vibing. Yeah. Like, not reading a book, not looking around, not expressing that he's lost. I don't know if he's lost. He's just sitting there. He's waiting. Well, he's waiting for Hey, You're Not JTT, because he said, let's meet at the top of the ridge. So he met, and then once Hey, You're Not JTT decided, oh, I got abandoned, he walked back. So... He's been waiting there this whole time. Oh, he was just being a brother. good brother waiting for yeah, his brother. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Well, I, I guess I'll take that. But he's not alone, because there's a growl. And that's right, it's Jesus. <laughs> Always walking beside him. Bigfoot is kind of a Christ figure in this movie. <laughs> uh, we get one of my favorite shots in the world, this kind of backlit... Uh, well, for a second we get this POV shot, like looking around the tree at, at yeah. CTV. Ver- yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we cut to the reverse shot, but it's from afar. It's a super, super wide shot. Yes. And we just get this silhouetted furry creature peeking out behind a tree yeah. and then slipping back yeah. to not be noticed. <laughs> and uh it's amazing yeah no it's really good we the sequence really reminded me of Ernest scared stupid for some reason (laughs) well ztb is about to get scared stupid (laughs) but i i wonder if there was a similar like when the troll is emerging if it's looking at a kid in the same way with the pov shot because it i don't just like hit me in a like a nostalgic moment because i watched that movie way too much as a kid so you're gonna compare every movie to magic island and Ernest scared stupid as one does listen guys i'm a cynist i don't know what you want me to say yeah (laughs) Francois Truffaut's <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, then, I don't know if you caught this, um, Co- Cody catches on to the rustling uh, mm-hmm. and the, the growling, and then 
just in the middle of the Pacific Northwest wilderness, there's a cow. No, I didn't there's realize a... it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Cody starts running. <laughs> yeah, because he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> I-, I wondered if it was some sort of like subliminal cue to Jurassic Park yeah. with the goat. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, I know that the T-Rex is out here in the wilderness. So like, that's the moment to run, like tapping into that from two years earlier. After that movie came <clears> out, everyone, they-, they found out people would only get scared of scary animal noises if they heard a benign animal noise first. <laughs> so they had, to, they had to fit that in. It was a scare tactic. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, then we cut to the search party. Everybody is looking for Cody. Yes. And uh, Does, do, do they have any luck? They, they are not having any luck. And it's a shame because they've they've brought out all the big guns for this search. Not just a search party, not just cops, not just volunteers. They have there is in the background at one point, a guy leads a procession of donkeys through. <laughs> and these donkeys all have big electric spotlights set up on saddles on their backs. <laughs> there's, there's an astronaut walking by, some Roman gladiators. Yeah. It was like an alien, a cowboy. <laughs> Yeah, it was like something from another movie. Just was a couple there. of guys with Easter Head Island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone picks up a boulder and just carries it away super easily because it's made of plaster. Uh, I don't, but like these, I really am kind of upset that these that these light donkeys didn't play a bigger role in the movie because I've never seen anything like that before. And I'm really more interested in the story of the official like search and rescue yeah. Uh, flashlight donkey wrangler's job just like the beginning of the movie this is another movie walking through yeah they didn't have the time or the budget to reshoot anything so when they had to cross paths they just made it part of the movie man this is like in monty python meaning of life where (laughs) halfway through the movie the opening like the opening (laughs) scene comes back and like uh and uh uh, like the the crimson permanent assurance like insurance pirates come in and attack the movie even though they were just a cold open oh um yeah they're all looking. Uh, the do- Okay, so uh, there's no luck because uh, the kids already crossed the stream and the dogs lost the trail. Mm. Hot damn. You got that map? Uh, let's check the map. Maps are a big thing in these Pacific Northwest I'm, uh, you know, search party movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's part of our culture up there. You know, you have calendars <laughs> in the Midwest. We have maps in the Northwest. You're born with a map in one hand and a compass in the other. Yes, exactly. Wearing a coonskin cap <laughs> with a voodoo donut around my dick. Oh, my God. Well, okay. <laughs> That's... That used to be back before back before Voodoo Donut went mainstream. This is Portland <laughs> shit in honor of Bigfoot, who probably likes Voodoo Donuts if he ever Keep gets Portland into town. Weird man. Uh, no, it used to be a thing that they would do back. When it was just a punk rock donut shop. They would have a competition to see how many uh, glazed donuts you could fit on your erect penis. Oh, okay. But I now, didn't know that, that was a thing. But now. Uh, oh no, we have a franchise at Universal City Walk, and oh, you can get it in the airport. They there's, sold out, man. Not to get too explicit with our explicit label, but there's something about standing around in front of a crowd, f- putting donuts over my wiener <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't give me the impression that I would be able to stay hard for very long. You know, this is the thing about Portland, Landon, is that it has been kept weird. <laughs> Okay. And All right. You so you're find... saying I would feel comfortable and accepted in the moment. I w- I'm. I mean, if you even if you didn't, someone else in that town would. In fact, <laughs> okay. enough people to compete. I mean, maybe it got shut down because it was sexist. Oh, uh, you know, women couldn't get in on the fun. It's daylight now. The hunters uh, are are going down a little trail, a little little <laughs> car trail, a little car trail, like a road, you might say. No, it's it's, it's... <laughs> there. <laughs> Wow, this is a this is a really wide car trail. Yeah, it's a highway, dude. <laughs> I'm going for a car hike. You mean a, a road trip? Is that is that what we're doing? 
they're, oh my god! They're, they're walking down a dirt road through the woods. <laughs> yep. And then they, one of them hears something and says, "Oh, look over there! It's Bigfoot!" And they all just turn. <laughs> Every single one. They they know that a kid is being searched for in these woods, and they just turn and every single one of them unload their clips into the the kind of ambiguousness of the forest yeah yeah like a, like an lapd officer who's caught a glimpse of a black person they just they they absolutely demolish these woods full auto oh, with shotguns and handguns and rifles and everything just destroying these these trees and it turns out to be a tree stump <laughs> that was a joke that was a joke that was a joke this movie didn't take itself too seriously there <laughs> minus the threat of uh, handgun violence um, well, I mean, I don't think I don't think anyone in our society has taken the threat of handgun violence very seriously. Um, much like the movie Magic Island didn't really address gun control, I feel like also <laughs> that is one failing of of uh, Bigfoot, the unforgettable ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> we cut to uh, helicopters are out looking for uh, for ZTB. The professor is out looking for ZTB. Oh, the mayor is out looking for ZTB. Yes, uh, everyone's looking for ZTB. Uh, evil Rash. I'm just gonna call him, his name's David Rash, uh, yeah. but I'm gonna call him Evil Rash. There's a cream for that, you know. <laughs> uh, he's got a phone call with yes. uh, with the mayor, and um, this is where we learn. Hey, I want Bigfoot killed because he is going into uh, the lobby. Of my house, I guess, or office. I don't know. He's going to stand there. And oh, as yeah, soon as yeah. people come in, I want the raw energy of those claws. Hit them right when they walk in. I know. Maybe that's what he's saying to his underling. But you know he really wants to, like, grind up uh, Bigfoot's claws into powders <laughs> and snort them before he has sex. Like, uh, that's that's really what it is. Yeah. This I is... want Bigfoot dick. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm trying to unravel this. Like... Th- I have to assume he's just a collector. I mean, that's kind of what we learn by the end of this movie is yeah. that... He wants him dead for big game, yeah. but not to actually do the big game himself, just take the credit for it. Yeah. Uh, this moment, too, was like further uh, <laughs> reflection of the, you know, idiot in chief, where <laughs> he's talking, <laughs> and then two guys are in the background that look like Eric and Don Jr. Yeah. And the dumb one, Eric, just says, uh, you know, this whole thing seems like a joke. Yeah. And uh, Evil Rash, like, hears him, and he goes, what did you say? <laughs> I want you to repeat that. <laughs> hey, McFly! And he does these, like, this typical bully thing where he crosses the room, and he's like, no, 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 I want you to say what you said in my ear. And then he, like, goes, starts to explain the whole reason why Bigfoot's so uh, impressive over these last 20 years. And it's, like, this is, like, two minutes of him... <laughs> Yeah, like, it's like a, this is like an Aaron Sorkin kind of West Wing takedown where, like, there is a, there is the stereotypical bad guy has come in and is trying to do something, and then one of the, you know, the Martin Sheen gets up and makes this speech that sources a million facts and reduces this person to rubble. He's like, you know, you really think that in two million uncharted acres of the Northwest, this thing couldn't be there? Did you know that of the 5,000 bears in the forest, the Forest Service hasn't counted one bear having a natural death in the past five years? Oh, my God. Which are very specific facts i mean that's a cool fact but that's very specific to get into when you're screaming at someone in their face and again this is so heightened that it seems ridiculous like evil villain typical speech this and then i realize this just sounds like shit you would hear on alex jones yeah honestly honestly (laughs) and then it it brought me back down to (laughs) oh this fucking sucks (laughs) 
There are there are more political undercurrents in this movie than in Magic Island. Uh, also, picture though, if the bad guy in this was played by by uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, yes. I don't think we'd have a problem with him being this over the top. No, no, not at all. But Nicolas Cage also wouldn't play. I mean, he never was the type to play the kind of eighties uh, yuppie, you know, Wall Streeter. Yeah, but, okay, that's actually the thing. I want Nicolas Cage... Nicolas Cage is still playing protagonists in movies. I want him to start playing the bad guy. I want him to play the bad guy in a James <laughs> Bond movie. I want yeah. him to play the bad guy in every movie now. He would be great at that. He would, yeah, you're right. I'd like to see that. Yeah, like, he. I don't want to have to see him as a noble person who I want to <laughs> succeed. Like, I want him to... Like, all the best... Like, bad guys get all the best lines and all the best moments. Expendables 4. Oh, fuck <laughs> yes that would be amazing it is the entire expendables team just against nicholas cage yeah no lackeys no minions it's just nick cage and i feel like he's got like but it's like supernatural like i feel like he's it's set in new orleans and he's got like voodoo zombies <laughs> Or Bigfoot. Like, Bring into like exploitation themes to it. Yeah, basically. And there's motorcycles too while we're at it. I feel like he's kind of into that. He's bringing his Ghost Rider vibes. Yeah. <laughs> he pees fire at one point. Uh, uh, okay, we got to get sci fi on the phone again. Okay, God. Uh, where are we? Okay. Or <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Either either JFK's ghost teams up with Nicolas Cage or Nicolas Cage plays the ghost of JFK. <laughs> I'm into all of that. Um,. So the search continues, and uh, it takes a very dark turn. I don't. It was subtle. I don't know if you caught it, um, but it, it's midday. Everyone's yeah. still searching again. Yeah. We're, we cut back to the helicopter, but you yeah. see what the helicopter was doing? No, it was flying over the lake, looking for floating bodies. Oh, jeez, I did not see that. I mean, it's it's like skimming the top of the yeah, water, yeah, yeah. and the only thing it could be doing if it's doing that is looking to see if it sees any floating clothes. Yeah, just because. Just because uh, a, a child is one of the lead roles in this movie does not really mean this movie is strictly for children. No, it's certainly not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we do find ZTB alive and well, yep. walking through the woods. Lost as fuck. And his day goes from zero to 60 so fast. Okay, so I have to take take us through this moment yes if if take, no take us through i'm gonna be relying on you a lot in the next few minutes oh yeah, here. yeah, yeah. So, as cody's kind of walking alone by himself um i write this note because we have seen so little of ztb so far he's been in let's see one two three four five no more than 10 shots of this movie at this point yeah and all of a sudden, but he, he, his, like, the idea of his character has enveloped this film at this point. He, he's, his reputation precedes Like, him. I feel like I know Cody yeah. at this point, uh, even though we have spent so little time with him, and all I know is that he's pro-stabbing people. Yeah, that's the thing, because, like, I feel like I don't know Cody at all, so you're, you're getting a different relation, yeah, like, yeah. a different moment out of this, but yeah. Then, I have to just relate verbatim my following notes. Yeah. Which is, ZTB, uh, caught, <laughs> Uh, and then my next note is five minutes from now. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we've wandered into some territory that Landon has problems with. Um, <laughs> Big time. I, yes. How, <laughs> no, no pun intended. I, uh, wait. What? Big. Oh, big, like Bigfoot. Uh -huh. Ah, yeah. Well, uh, this time is technically big time because we're talking about Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so ZTB is walking along, just minding his own business. Yep. He trips over a rock, falls Wh flat on his face. Which is funny. Yeah, that was like a funny bit of business. Yeah, that he's just like... That it, he's wasn't just... play, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but 
just watching somebody pretend to trip is always funny. This streetwise kid who spent the night in the woods and told his brother just angrily that he should stab anything <laughs> that gets in his way. Stone Cold just like his... Face plants. Yeah, face plants. And then right next to him is a large bear. Mm. Well, his foot gets trapped first. Well... It, or no, I don't know. No, no, no. I, he, I'm yeah. going to rely on your yeah, memory rely for this. on me. Yeah. He, you, you go through and do, I'll just do, do, moan. Can we talk about... Like, do people understand enough the, the situation? I don't know. Landon isn't into bears. Listen, I... It. Okay, full disclosure, I passed out during The Revenant. Yeah, uh, well, that's did. that's where I'm at with this. Yeah. Okay. So I, I we joke sometimes about having a fear of bears, but it's a real fucking thing. I don't like it. Yeah. At all. I can't even look at a bear without breaking into like a cold sweat. Yeah. And and I am sorry that uh, that I did not block the screen with. A I, towel if or I had known that that was a thing, I would have much more hesitation saying we should do this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. it is such an extended sequence. Uh, it was it was really big. So he. He falls flat on his face. There's a bear right next to him. He reacts the way Landon would react, sort of, in the moment. Well, I mean, he doesn't go catatonic like the kid in The Shining. But uh, <laughs> he gets up, and he goes mm-hmm. sprinting. He runs up a hill. He manages to get away from the bear successfully. Good. He's free. He's okay. He's gotten away from the bear, and then immediately he runs into a fucking bear trap and gets his leg caught in a bear trap. In the space of, like, 30 seconds, oh he's face-planted, found a bear, escaped from a bear, got his leg caught in a bear trap. This bear is coming towards him. Do you have any idea how embarrassing it is to and, watch fucking Fulci movies and seeing a woman puke her guts out on screen and being more of a more afraid of a PG movie starring Zachary Ty Bryan? See, uh, this is the thing. I feel like your aversion to bears in movies is like my aversion to vomiting in movies. Like this for <laughs> this for you is like is like my my worst thing, which is the Mr. Creosote scene in Monty Python: Meaning of Life, yeah. where the guy is puking all over the restaurant. Like this is like the bears are like that for you. You're, it's you, not funny. I I know. I do, well. I, this thing. I think I think that Monty Python: Meaning of Life is hysterical. Just it, there's this black hole in the center of the film that prevents me from ever watching. All the way through. Okay, let's listen. We haven't even had ZTB meet his spirit animal yet. Okay, so okay, let's okay. Just so go through this. he runs. The is advancing on him, uh, and then he looks up on this uh, rock ridge above them, and it's Bigfoot. Bigfoot's there, and he dun, screams dun, dun, dun. to Bigfoot, "Help me! Help me! Help me!" And Bigfoot wrestles with the morality of this moment for a second, and then in this, is awesome, it his Patronus? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> was he waving a stick at the bear? I God, so my eyes my were Patronus closed, was, and I was closing my ears for most of the sequence so i have no idea what happened i it was it was pretty cool it's the sort of thing you would you'd probably make a gif of otherwise because bigfoot jumps dramatically off the top of this thing it's yeah exactly like slow motion flies down six million dollar lands <laughs> this bigfoot is worth at least 12 million dollars uh, there's six million dollars in your bigfoot escrow account also but he he lands next to the bear and the bear turns away from ztb and then bigfoot proceeds to wrestle with this bear and i'm torn because i know this is horrible for landon who i love very dearly and i only want good things for but i have to say fuck yes to this because when i buy a ticket to see a bigfoot movie i implicitly want to see bigfoot wrestling a bear and this is not can i take a second to endorse the stop motion animation of king kong fighting a tyrannosaurus rex yeah uh, using clay miniatures and not real people and real animals 
I certainly great, certainly great. And we will, I, you know, we can also mention that in the movie Magic Island, the the tiki golem at the end was made out of beautiful claymation <laughs> stop motion effects and not a real tiki oh. statue fighting them. What about two men in costumes a la King Kong versus Godzilla? You're, you're, or two men in, like, you mean one man is the front of the bear and the other man is the back <laughs> legs of the bear and the bear dances at some point? <laughs> okay, yeah, because usually one of them's drunk, so I can uh, take it with a comedic slice yeah yeah exactly uh but they but he but like and this is like a stuntman in a in a bigfoot costume fighting like wrestling with a real bear this is not stock footage edited together this is this actually happened this is what you get when you have a writer director who is also uh, mainly a stunt coordinator and i really hope that the writer director was the guy in the suit for this scene because the only person who should risk getting mauled by a bear for a movie is the guy who wrote the movie should we should we mention him his name is gary uh Malencon. he did three movies this was his first mm-hmm. uh then in 19 uh, so bigfoot in 94 in 95 he did forget paris the billy uh crystal movie with deborah winger did he play a bigfoot in that too <laughs> he played, was he typecast uh, a basketball player oh, okay and then uh he did in 1996 his last movie rebound the legend of earl the goat manigault where he played uh, nate bowman a basketball player <laughs> is bigfoot a basketball player <laughs> he yeah i think so okay hear me out end of teen wolf he's he's wolfing all over the place it looks like the, it looks like michael j fox's team is going to destroy the yeah. other one but then door opens and we're in the jersey for the other team running in at the last minute it's bigfoot, bigfoot. yes that's my space jam that's right teen there. wolf three that's i want i want that and the whole thing <laughs> takes place in real time and it's just one basketball game it's like hoosiers <laughs> uh oh god I would watch that. And, okay, Team Wolf 3, the main character, who's a wolf this time, uh, has, uh, his parents died, and he's being taken taken care of by his two uncles, Michael J. Fox and Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. Okay. Get sci-fi on the line. Now I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get a three-picture deal out of this podcast. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, yeah, so anyway. Okay, this bear fight, let's just get yeah, through this. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm assuming he yes, shoes off yes, the bear. Yeah, he, the, the bear, yeah, he, he basically, he throws a rock, like, like Captain Kirk in that episode of Star Trek where he's <laughs> fighting the guy in a monster suit, Bigfoot legit picks up a rock and hucks it at the bear, it hits the bear, the bear yells at him and walks away. <laughs> hey, stop throwing rocks at me. <laughs> you damn kids, get off my forest. It's be a bear knuckle fight, get it? <laughs> bear knuckle. <laughs> Don't you mean waka waka? Uh, there's one bear you like. I was doing a knockoff of that. Oh, knocka knocka knocka. We go <laughs> to gonna knock your head off, Landon. I just got all this nervous energy now. Uh, <laughs> Bigfoot is lurching towards ZTB, who is still uh, stuck in the bear trap around his ankle. And, but and he uh, and he frees ZTB from the trap, and yeah. ZTB and Bigfoot get some FaceTime, just looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. And this is the first and, time we see Bigfoot's weirdly convincing moving face yeah yeah uh it's very articulate uh his mask um I, you know I, they didn't credit usually when they have uh big special effects stuff like that they credit the the mask makers or the special effects department like industrial they, light like, and big yeah <laughs> you know they kind of put that as a banner uh credit at the top of the movie they didn't this time so i have no idea without looking it up uh who did it because bigfoot played himself <laughs> 
It's like it's like in Uncut Gems how Kevin Garnett plays himself. And exactly. Like, wow, Kevin Garnett has some chops. <laughs> Bigfoot also has a lot of range. There's nothing to credit then. Yeah. Uh, I love in this moment that Zachary Ty Bryant acts the same way he does in Magic Island where he gets a magic book and his first reaction is like, what in the fuck is happening? A magic book? What's wrong? What's, what's my sense of reality? No. <laughs> and it's not like, holy shit, there's a giant fucking... Uh, cryptid that just saved my life from a bear and then unclasped a thing around my foot. What is happening right now? Yeah. His reaction is just, thanks, you saved my life. Wow, <laughs> you're pretty ugly and you stink, <laughs> but you saved my life, so I guess you're okay. My, my note, <laughs> I want to just call out the autocorrect on this. Yeah. His line just goes, so you're Bigfoot. You reek. That's what he says as I'm writing it. Autocorrect goes, so you're Bigfoot. You read? <laughs> I get many books out here. I feel like I could see that being on a poster in like your sixth grade homeroom teacher's class, though. Like one of those read posters where it's like Zachary Ty Bryan and Bigfoot with a stack of books between them. Bigfoot and LeVar Burton holding their favorite books. You know, like uh, like LeVar Burton is is reading, uh, you know, Harry Potter or something like that. But then Bigfoot is reading like a textbook about podiatry or. Oh, my goodness. Um. Anyway, in this uh, introduction between the two of them, uh, ZTB teaches uh, Bigfoot. I'm going to call him Biggie. I like the name Biggie. Yeah. Um, he teaches Biggie how to shake hands, to say thank you. And the- uh, this is how we uh, express mutual respect between two beings uh, in my culture. Remember in Terminator 2 when uh, when the John Connor teaches the Terminator how to like high-five and do dorky 90s slang? Yeah. And this is very much... Like, this just doesn't jive with what a child would be teaching, no. like, teaching a cryptid. Like, oh, let me teach you the square uptight thing that my dad does when he has business meetings. Like, uh, oh, and, But then he quickly gets cooler. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> for some reason, uh, we just cut to the fact that Bigfoot and, and ZTB are just traipsing through the forest as friends now. Yeah. There's, there's we, bros. We miss a, a large chunk of that development. Well, there's one there's one other scene where Bigfoot is injured, so rather than let ZTB help him, he just goes and lays down in the creek to make his wound feel better, and then... Oh, yeah. Okay, and, so yeah, we're cutting to that. He got injured during the bear fight. The bear fight, yeah. And uh, ZTB checks it out. It's yeah. got this grody-looking... Uh, gash in his back yeah uh, and Z, uh bigfoot leads ztb to this kind of it looked like the same kind of uh rock formation slash water reservoir mm-hmm. from magic island where oh, dumas where the water is, in is and, black yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and, you know, it wasn't cursed then. It was actually good for them, and likewise, it's also helpful here. So, I mean, it's kind of how the, the thread that, that uh, connects both Magic Island and uh, and Bigfoot is the yeah. is streams as places of respite and healing. But here's something that does connect, well, I mean, besides that, that connects these two movies. Like, a legitimate thing that I have a question to ask you. Yeah. Uh, so, in this scene, Bigfoot is uh, bathing kind of uh his backside and his cut in mm-hmm. this uh wading pool yeah and he stands up and he starts shaking his booty yeah like he's he's shake, shake, dog, shake. Sh- dog shaking the water off him yeah. but he like focuses specifically on his butt yeah uh, butt. and it <laughs> keeps cutting to him doing it over and over and over again and each time it does zachary ty brian laughs a little more and yeah. then more and then it gets to like birdemic level where they just keep <laughs> he just keeps <laughs> laughing harder and harder and longer and longer and it <laughs> mirrors the scene from uh uh magic island when he's in the tree and 
pops the bubble on oh, the and sand it's just, shark. And he's just laughing, it's just laughing hysterically. Forever. So my question to you is, what is it about him that you think executives thought audiences wanted to see him laugh? I think it's in his contract that he has to do a scene like that. It's like, <laughs> that's going to be my thing, is the guy who laughs at, at, uh, at, at things. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to take a child actor down a peg. No, I don't. Yeah, I Laughing for anybody is difficult to... Oh, yeah, to look natural, natural. doing it on screen. He's yes. particularly bad at it here. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna... You know what? Z, ZTV was here for the paycheck, and hopefully he got paid. Uh, anyway, they continue to trek through the forest, and uh, they're kind of lost again. He's not sure where Bigfoot's taking him this time. Yeah. Uh, and then he stops him, and like, hey, stop. No, thou shall not pass. Yeah, yeah pretty... <laughs> But but then a dramatic line, "Thou shalt not pass, Bigfoot." <laughs> Always funnier. Uh, and then proceeds a classic Abbott and Costello bit, uh, where <laughs> Zachary Die Bryan has uh, trips and his sunglasses have fallen off. Yeah. Uh, and then he picks his sunglasses up. Yep. And uh, Bigfoot's a little curious, so he. Put, so he gives Bigfoot the sunglasses and tells him, here, put them on. And then we get a long sequence of Bigfoot putting on a pair of sunglasses and being having his mind freaked by it. He's like <laughs> he twirling puts, around. He's looking up at the skies. He puts them on. Then we cut back to ZTB, who's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Always laughing. We must always laugh. Bigfoot, who, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then Zachary Ty Bryan asks for them back. Uh, and he <laughs> Bigfoot slaps them off his own face. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck these shades. <laughs> it was such a weird awkward skit that did not belong in this movie <laughs> again but great gift material of just all of these all of these shots oh, of yes. sun, oh of, yes of bigfoot and ray band but i feel like they're flirting with that kind of dunson checks in energy that mm -hmm. they aren't quite confident enough to go that far with they're, they're like buying it a drink and like waggling their eyebrows at dunston checks in but they're not going to go over and sit next to it if there's just one little piece that they had the ingredients for that would have made it that yeah and i wouldn't have been disappointed if they did if uh zachary ty Bryan had taken off his uh flannel mm -hmm. and wrapped it around the waist of bigfoot with the sunglasses and a backwards cap and this is perfect i'm just gonna i'm just gonna look put the cherry on top yeah Reaches into his pocket, pulls out a pack of chewing gum, <laughs> gives Bigfoot some, teaches Bigfoot how to blow a bubble, but uh-oh, it blew it too big and now it's stuck in his hair. <laughs> Front freeze. That's the movie poster. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. Probably wondering how I wound up in this situation. CTB's doing a cross-arm yeah. lean back. Oh, jeez, this guy again, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the movie's called Bigfoot High School. <laughs> Oh my god, Bigfoot High is more like what I felt. The helicopter is still searching. And this is a oh, and commitment we, from this uh this ranger station. We are to, gonna find this dead kid. <laughs> to to waste this much uh gas it's on like, the search and rescue. It's like uh it's kind of like stand by me where like all the rangers are going to ha are they're having a coming of age moment where they go see a kid's dead body. It's just it happens to be that they're all like grown men and it's a kid i don't know oh my god long road to that joke much like it was a long road to the body and stand by me <laughs> so anyway we then get a shot of ztb slowly beginning to crest a hill and we're thinking okay he's walking right but landon tell me tell me what actually do we see as this scene c 
continues. <laughs> well, it plays out. I mean, it is as wide of a shot as you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we watch every single second of it. So, yeah. uh, you know, even though his head crests over the hill and then his chin and then his shoulders mm-hmm. and you think, oh, there's going to be his little walking, pitter pattering little feet. Uh, nope. Then we get Bigfoot's head yep. and Bigfoot's shoulders. <laughs> And Zachary Ty Bryan's legs draping then, over the shoulders of this hulking beast. And then we get a clown, and, and, and Bigfoot is sitting on the clown's shoulders. And all of a sudden, Fellini has taken yeah. over the direction of this movie. It's Commedia dell'arte. Um, but yeah, so Bigfoot is just given ZTB a ride on his shoulders. A piggyback. And it's just kind of an amazing moment with this yeah. inspirational music playing of just, you know, just two two dudes out in the wilderness, just, just vibing. Just bonding. Yeah. Hey, uh, no phones. Everybody just enjoying the moment <laughs> but then the helicopter spots them yep dun, 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 and it scares them yes dun, dun, dun. is that i don't know what's, no. the, what's the upscale and the downscale on i that? mean i think upscale is ominous and dun, 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 sounds more like you lo- losing a game show yeah kind of like yeah, that that's kind of yeah, what i was like like oh whammy dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um but see, yeah, Bigfoot dumps ZTB roughly yeah. onto the ground and makes a break for it. It just starts sprinting like we're in the beginning of the movie again. Uh, only this time, we have him in our crosshairs. Yes. He's suddenly in Target starring Boris Karloff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what we see is a series of like Sam Raimi shots. There's a tranquilizer. There's a gun. There's a back. There's a shot. There's a moan. <laughs> he pulls out the tranquilizer. There's a shot again. Then all of a sudden... Bigfoot is on his hands and knees. He's crawling yeah. as uh, the the hunter of the professor expedition is shooting tranks at him one after another. And and they, the researchers have mentioned that there's ketamine in these tranquilizers. So Bigfoot <laughs> is Bigfoot is having a good time he, right now. Bigfoot is going partying. down. But the way this like inner shot thing is going on, you it's like almost one of these like eco commentary things where it's like uh, man, even despite his best intentions, is uh, cruel to the beast like it's man maketh animal the beast we, we we pan away from bigfoot passing out and we come to a native american standing there watching who just looks at the camera and he's got a single tear and at this point it's basically uh king kong by way of uh harry and the hendersons uh yeah yeah with a little bit of call of the wild in there too maybe okay yeah i'll yeah. take a little bit yeah of just a i'll just a skosh of call of the wild in there please <laughs> stay tuned for how many more movies come into this movie later on yeah um so <laughs> we cut to uh, them uh, wrapping up Bigfoot in a, a stretcher. <laughs> in a <take> bag. <laughs> they chain him to the, the rudders of the, the helicopter and take off Zachary Ty Bryan in tow safely uh, in the cargo hold. And he looks out the window at what we presume is the sleeping body of his new friend. Yeah, uh, dangling up. beneath the helicopter perilously. <laughs> and uh, do you think he sheds a tear here? Uh, I didn't see him shed a tear. No. He, he does react as though he's just been informed that a pizza has been ordered. Oh, yeah? What's that? Yeah. He says, wow, cool. <laughs> like, he seems just we pretty... no clue what he's responding to Yeah, there. what? it's it's like it's like there's a, there a cut scene where he's looking down at where they're leaving, and Eddie Van Halen has run out of the woods and is playing a dope <laughs> guitar solo. I think somewhere, like, his inner monologue is like, I'm going to have so much to tell Jenny Sadarsky when I get back to Hamtramck. <laughs> What a summer this has been. Uh, Only to find out that she's dumped him. (laughs) Um, We cut to 
Uh, Bigfoot awakens in a cage at the yes. ranger station, surrounded by reporters. The whole town is yeah, there to go. Every everyone is there. He's in the, this open, you know. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a barred cage, but there's really like no screening or privacy, yeah. and he's just seemingly on the back of a truck out in the open in a parking lot where everyone can see him. Yeah, the 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 whole town, as I said. Uh, and uh, Biggie, he gets a little riled by all the commotion, uh, all the attention. He he's he's. Uh, he's thrived he's on his secrecy all these years, yeah. and now his whole world has changed. Yeah, he's now the center of attention, not the evasion. Evasion. Landon, like Bigfoot, have you lost all language? <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. Of course, you probably can't understand a word I'm saying. <laughs> um, but you smell a lot better than Bigfoot. Thank you. Um, he. Yeah, he's he's definitely, you know, he's on display in a way that he does not like. Not that I think anyone would like being trapped in a cage and surrounded by screaming people. Maybe we're all Bigfoot guys. But uh, he then sees ZTB standing on the back of a truck at the back of the crowd. Yeah. And he looks at him mournfully and just holds out his, his arms. arms. Just slowly rise up into frame, it, like, outreaching as if it's Oliver reaching for his mother uh, as if as if it's Willem Dafoe in Platoon reaching for the helicopter as he gets gunned <laughs> down and ZTB is just looking at him and crying it's and a single tear running down his cheek and then we cut back to Bigfoot who's like you're crying and that means that you can't come to me so my arms are going down <laughs> But then his parents arrive to take ZTB away, yeah. and then his arms go back up, like, no, don't go, <laughs> even though you're crying, and we can't touch each other, I still want you near, because your presence is a comfort. <laughs> <laughs> just just those arms going up and down, it's arm day for Bigfoot, <laughs> he is he is getting ripped. Oh my goodness, uh, but ZTB and is about to leave, yeah? Well, I just have one note, as, I, note? as, I'm, watching, Tell it to as me. I'm watching ZTB crying. Yeah. Not so cool now, is it, bitch? I'm sorry, it was just like, wow, oh, cool. of the, the helicopter. You're right, watching okay, your yeah. friend getting captured a second ago, and you're like, this is awesome. And now you're like, oh, wait, they were, they were, they're not going to just be chilled, they're going to put Bigfoot in a cage. Now I don't like this. <laughs> um, yeah, but his parents arrived to take him away. And we get the most awkward insert shot that's ever been filmed in any movie that's ever existed, which is as he steps away to follow his parents, his foot which we have no context for where he's even standing. Yeah, yeah. Twists on something metal. Yeah. <laughs> and you think like, oh shit, he triggered a trap or he's going to fall again and get caught in another bear trap. But no, we just go We don't that. even get a reaction shot. Yeah. It's just his foot and then we cut to the next scene where everyone arrives at the clinic um which uh looks like the uh <laughs> the the police office the the lobby of the police office uh, of, of Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah god i couldn't get that out of my head you know when my brain goes i think the best analogy for what happens on the inside of my brain is like when you're go-karting and you hit a slick spot and then you spin out and go <laughs> into the side of the rails you you, you ran you ran over a banana didn't you and then i can actually feel people passing <laughs> by in my shame rising i what i feel like the best uh, the best analogy for when i interrupt you and you lose your train of thought is like when you're go-karting and that shell is coming towards you <laughs> that only homes in on the person in first place so no matter what you're going to get hit by it oh my god they didn't have that in the snes version which is the one I played. Well, you know what? I I, I am of the belief that uh, society as a whole should have one of those. Where if any one person is doing too well, a purple shell with spikes on it <laughs> hey, just that knocks sounds, them out. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, Coming for you, Jeff Bezos, with our <laughs> shells. 
so looks like Twin Peaks. It's the clinic. Uh, they have a bunch of nurses looking at all the wounds. Uh, Bobcat apparently has been found. Uh, yeah, I... we skipped over that that whole point. Well, we had to watch Bigfoot trying on sunglasses. It's important. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Uh, apparently he found his way back to camp. Uh, we got zero information beyond this moment where he's like. Uh, no, 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 no. It wasn't a Bigfoot that attacked me. It was a bear. Yeah, Bigfoot's uh, not real. I got buried in the in the, in the the ground. So put this in uh, the point that we're giving here. We're putting that in the score calendar for the Ranger. You had to get calendars in here somewhere, didn't you? <laughs> okay, so yeah, point, a point to the Ranger for being right about yeah, bears. But a point to the Professor because they have succeeded in tranking and capturing... Uh, and setting out what they uh, are achieving, what they had set out to do. Yes, and a point for the bad guy tycoon's minion who gets to give him the semi good news uh, about what's just happened. I say that's a half a point because he hasn't quite achieved his goal yet. That's very true. That's very true. Okay, so uh, as we're <laughs> moving through this, uh, we cut to uh, evil rash <laughs> in a limo. This, uh, yeah, Thompson, uh, Clint Howard. Oh, we didn't, we didn't address that. That. Uh, Clint Howard and his father, Rance Howard, are in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're addressing it now. Father and son together at last. Uh, yeah. And in many other movies where they appear together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> father and son together once again. Uh, I, I think what I can say about Clint Howard being in this movie is that you... The movies that he's in in this period of time from like the mid to late 80s through the mid 90s have a certain bad great quality to them yeah uh so this fits very well in like the wraith or ice cream man or uh uh others too others too <laughs> did you make that up that's not a real movie you're just you, you just you're just like insert title here yeah. too the legend continues <laughs> i meant others as well but i'll take others too okay fine um but he's in a he's in a uh, he's in a limo full of yep. uh, beautiful girls and friends in tuxes. He's having a three way with Eric and Don Jr. Yes, which again not out of the question. I know it felt disgusting. And uh, they get he gets he gets the words that everyone wants to you know he gets a phone call from his assistant. He hears the words every man has been longing to hear. Good news, sir, we've captured Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's very close to a Clint Howard impression. Well, you know, I, I, I think I, with a few more movies, you'd perfect that. Oh, well, okay. Let's, I'm down to watch more. If they're as good as this one, I'm down to keep watching. Uh, but he, but not only does this news elate uh, Clint Howard, yeah. like not only is he, is he thrilled, but like the girl he's with is also like, oh my God, yes. Like it's <laughs> as though you get this glimpse into his broader life that he has these friends and these girls surrounding him yeah. who are really invested <laughs> in, uh, in, in his hunt for, uh, his hunt for Bigfoot. Uh, we... <laughs> We also cut to the professor who's on the phone. Uh, I have forgotten who she was on the phone with. Was it her, like, mentor? Someone yeah, back at the university? I, I guess so, yeah. She was, like, inviting someone to join her research team to well, help study Bigfoot. She says something that I wanted to bring up because I don't know if this is an actual thing. She says, I want you to be here when I sign the certificate of, of authentication of existence. Mm, is yeah. that a real thing that people have to do when they discover a new species? I don't know. I mean, I, probably there's some kind of like there's some kind of certification process that must exist. I mean, <laughs> uh, but also I don't I know. Mean, do I... they like vacuum seal the new species and then staple the, the certificate of authenticity to the back of it? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> so they like they, you know, they probably also give you like a punch card for uh, for Quiznos or something among you know among your other goodies in the goodie bag. Uh, I have a note here. Maybe yeah. you can give some context to. Uh, 
uh, it's in all caps, so you mm-hmm. know that uh, I meant it. It says, would you please talk with him? Would you please talk with him? Uh, oh, I think it's... Um, actually, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I actually read it wrong, too, which is, would you please talk with him, please? I don't know what this means. Huh. Uh, I guess this is the incoherent part that we fit uh, in our notes. Yeah, well, and we're getting there in the podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. But she gets another call from uh, from Clint Howard, from, from Rich. From Evil Rash. Yeah, Evil Directly Rash. Yeah, yes, time. Evil Rash, yeah. And, uh, and they, you know, the guy tries to make a sales pitch to her for her to sell him Bigfoot yeah. and he just stone cold turns him down and hangs up on him. But then back in the limo, it's more uh, like the art of no deal. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Worked about as well as getting dirt on the Bidens from Ukraine. Wouldn't you say? Oh but God, what are we living in? In the car. But then in the car, he, uh, even though he's been hung up on, he keeps talking like, Oh yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'd be happy to meet with you on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, thank you so this much. Such a weird moment. Oh, God, I don't want to get I, into but it. But I liked it. It was kind of humanizing. Like, even this cartoon bad guy wants to save face in front of the girl he's trying to bone. But that's that's the fucking thing that bums me out is because I feel like that's what Trump would do instead of the the more theatrical version of the scene, which is he hangs up and angry, like breaks the phone over his knee. Like that is the thing that I don't know, whatever. I don't want to get he did, he took it in an unorthodox direction. And that's what Trump would do and makes it more real to me, and I hate it so much. You hate this movie's unflinching realism. I do, I do, this, I do. This, you know, Bigfoot, the unforgettable experience, the, uh... Which, experience. It, and, and, and an unflinching portrait of life under the Trump administration. Uh, is Bigfoot Steve Bannon? Like, who is it? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, who knows? Uh... uh Anyway, we go to another newscast where uh, now everyone is getting uh, informed that Bigfoot has been captured. Yes. Uh, Misty Vales is reporting. Yes. Have a good night. Yes. And Cody's dad has heard all this, and he's in bed with Cody's mom and is super excited about all the money that could be made from yeah, his son appearing on throwing things. out one idea after another, ways to exploit ZTB uh, and his experience with Bigfoot. This is a joke. I feel like this is one bit where the movie is like, okay, we've been pretty hardcore. Let's, let's all take a second. Did you think this was played a little for levity? Uh, it, I felt that way. Oh, when... I, I legitimately felt like, oh, this is... Maybe maybe I'm just bringing something dark to this movie today. Yeah, yeah, it might be it might be you who has the you know it's it's it, I feel like seriousness is in the eye of the you know I, I here's the thing I just watched Honey Boy the Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. movie uh, that's semi yeah. autobiographical about his father abusing yeah. him while he was a, a child star yeah and so I watched this and I'm like ZTB is a real child star and now we got a father figure talking about how he's going to exploit his child for money and it just felt a little too real and I totally missed out on the humor of it uh yeah yeah. Yeah, you should have done a palate cleanse. You should have watched like Ernest Scared Stupid before <laughs> watching this movie, just to like get yourself reset back to zero. Well, then he ends the scene with a real a move that's even dickier than uh, Tim Taylor. Yeah, because uh, he's in bed with his wife, and at the end of it, he's like, for no reason. It felt like one of these uh, theater people just doing an improv. Yeah, he goes, uh, "Let me have your pillow." Yeah, uh, and she goes, "My pillow? No." He goes, and he just yanks it out from behind her, and she's sitting there reading a book. And she just laughs at him. I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then the scene ends. It was a really weird... This is like a fucking asshole moment. Two scenes in a row that have just ended on these weird random comedy (laughs) moments that do not make any sense. Uh, We cut to uh, ZTB and Hey, You're Not JTT in their bedroom. Uh, yep. And ZTB is sad while uh, Hey You're Not JTT is trying to have a pillow fight. Yes. But he's not having any of it. No, no, no. He doesn't, he doesn't want to fight anymore. What's the point of this, uh, this you know, constant conflict when Bigfoot uh, will never be free? Yeah, I wish uh, <laughs> he, he does go kind of full 
uh, uh, existential here. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot, uh, when he asked him where your library could, do you read Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just handed him a bunch of books on Nietzsche. Um, um, yeah. Well, I mean, Bigfoot's got the time out there to ruminate on what it means to be a, a half man, half ape. <laughs> Supermensch. Yes. Uh, there's a joke there. Uberfoot. Uberfoot. I like yeah, it. There okay, you go. great. Uh, and it's, uh, that's also probably the name of a German foot fetish website. <laughs> uh, so he's out there, uh, or he's talking to his brother and basically he's upset because uh he helped uh he said you know bigfoot helped me but i didn't help him and his brother says well, there's nothing you can do about it and he says i can now and dun, 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 dun. rescuing bigfoot theme <laughs> and <laughs> this does like the energy of this movie just changes immediately yeah uh and you can feel it like uh, i think your terminology so we're gonna do we had our original uh a it was like jaws yeah then in b it was like king kong by way of harry henderson yeah uh now you called it it's free willy by way of et yes yes basically <laughs> it's got these uh you know kid adventurers going to save the animal that's uh being hunted by the government yeah it's it's a kid on a bike with a killer whale in the basket flying <laughs> over some cop cars um so yeah they they go out to this they they sneak into the compound where big is big butt yeah where, <laughs> big, big booty big booty that's, that's an old improv game um is it is it was that an improv school you went to landon or were they taking advantage of you in some other way was it <laughs> no some it was guy? big booty big booty and then you stick a dollar in the thong yeah that's wow wow man that la style of improv is really different huh <laughs> Wait, see we were saying the movie hustlers was about an improv troupe <laughs> exactly oh god um <laughs> So they're going to uh, set Biggie free. They they cut a hole in the fence. They sneak under, and they they find the the cage that uh, Bigfoot is in. Yeah. Um. And he's just kind of he, he's Bigfoot just vibing. Just, is like he looks so emaciated. He's like Zelda in Pet Cemetery. He's yeah. just kind of like draped over, very thin, and you know, like kind of what I would look like getting in bed really, really drunk. Yeah. Just kind of like you flop into place and you're like, I should move, but I'm going to stay here for the next 12 hours. Well, Bigfoot is still tripping on a lot of ketamine, so <laughs> okay, it kind of yeah, makes sense. Or like E.T., he's sick because he's been <laughs> captured. Uh, but they they realize, hey, we got to find a way to get these bars bent. Uh, if only we had a Bigfoot around. <laughs> Well, then we had some super strong, super powerful <laughs> creature. Uh, but no, they don't. What uh, what ends up happening is that payoff of that really awkward insert shot yeah. of him tripping over something as he left comes back into play because that thing reminds him, oh, hey, that was a jack to a car. Yeah. I can go get that and bring it back and open the, the bars that way. Yeah, bend them apart with by like bracing it between them. And I'm going to say that's a cool, that's a smart idea to use the jack to do that, but and I think, like, I recognize the impulse, like, of a screenwriter, like, oh, let's plant that little seed ahead of time. But we really didn't need it. It's not out of the question to imagine <laughs> yeah. that a, a jack would be in the back of a truck full of tools. Like, they could have just, like, looked around and found it in, in that moment, and it would have made sense. You, it's not so far-fetched to me that a jack would be in a place. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um... Anyway, they release him. Uh, the next morning, the professor uh, finds that Biggie is gone, and uh, the ranger's there. He brings up, uh, brings ZTB, and hey, you're not JTT over. Um, they're all really, really angry that yeah. uh, these kids uh, let Bigfoot Biggie go in the the middle of the night. Yeah, and the the research lady is just yelling at these yeah. kids like, "Why would you think that you could do something like this? this is so bad," you know, and saying that just you know, lacing into these two children. 
Uh, and this is the part in uh, The Good and the Bad and the Ugly where all the parties start to very more closely <laughs> orbit each other because uh, Evil Rash arrives during this uh, lashing that she's giving the boys minus Mark. Yeah, uh, and and as this is, the, the, the kids are, are thrown out like, why, no, Bigfoot deserves to be free. Like, you shouldn't do this. And the ranger yeah. is revealing that he sides with the boys and the researcher is fighting with the ranger. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then uh, they decide, you know what? Um, the professor's like, I'm gonna have you take take uh, take me back to where you last saw this creature. Well, I mean, what, what, in the in the middle of this though, there is like the the rangers explain to the kids like, well, actually, Bigfoot was probably safer in the cage because now he's out there and the hunters can get him. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. he's here. That's right. And we look, and like Evil Rash is just standing there in his tuxedo and tails still that he was wearing in the last scene in the car. <laughs> right. And but also behind him is all the crowds of like reporters and townsfolk and everything. Yeah, everybody is standing there. a few feet away, all looking right. At, like the way this is edited together implies that the entire town oh, was, was that, standing that there. <laughs> yeah, like the entire town was standing there. Watching this woman yell at these two children, like just very this woman makes so waiting. little sense that I it, like could not retain in my memory. It was absolutely bananas. It did feel like a magic trick, like, yeah, because they take them aside and you think they're like taking them into the woods for this private moment, yeah, like behind this rock so that they can have some privacy to yell, and then it just like does this quick uh, reverse shot and like the entire town is there and uh <laughs> evil rash is like leading them like an angry mob conductor yeah yeah it's like there there is like moments in arrested development or like other comedy shows where two people will be having a very personal conversation and at the end of it we zoom out and they're like yeah. in a room full of people and the joke <laughs> is that you are doing this personal thing yeah, with an audience right. this is exactly that oh my goodness anyway they say hey let's go off uh take us to the last spot you saw um, yes uh, Bigfoot. Yeah. And uh, they head off on a trail just off the road. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a point I forgot that uh, right before they lead off, uh, Evil Rash takes uh, the professor off to the side. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's trying to, like, finish this art of the deal on her. Like, this joint forces. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, when she denies him, he's like, <laughs> I wrote this line down. He goes, listen, little, era. <laughs> little lady, just listen to me because I'll only say it once. If you don't help me find Bigfoot, I'm going to have you teaching kitty garden in Bum Creek, Alaska. <laughs> now, that does that does make sense, though, that we saw forest hobos. Maybe they'll come from Bum Creek, Alaska. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway, he's like he's his evilness is no longer being contained. Uh, yeah. This is evil Jafar coming out of the uh, the cave with genie powers. Yeah. Is that I, how that works? I don't know. I think, yeah, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but it sounds right. Uh, what I, what I will say is that this, this is one way in which, uh, evil rash is different from the president. He's alone with a woman and nothing bad happens to the woman. She just gets threatened no. about her career, but the, nothing else. Yeah, the thought certainly did occur to me. I was like, this is precisely the type of guy you don't want to go to this type of spot. With. Yeah. Don't go behind the wood pile in a, in a rural area uh, far away from people. Or but, a Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> access van. Yeah. Any place. Um, um, anyway, uh, he basically says he has to have Biggie because he can't take the chance that he's not the last one alive. Yeah. This could be his only chance to have this big menacing figure, yeah. uh, in the lobby of his house. It's all about home decor. That's the whole <laughs> driving, driving point behind this movie. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, uh, ZTB and the research lady and the ranger have gone chasing waterfalls, yeah. uh, because that's where he first saw Bigfoot. And, and uh, Cody's dad is also with them. Yes. 
and they he fu- wants to experience firsthand how he's going to exploit uh, the misadventures of ZTB. It'll make it that much easier to ghostwrite the uh, you know the uh, the inspirational Christian uh, movie that will be made <laughs> about this. Kind of a fireproof, a mm-hmm. an overcomer, a breakthrough, if you will. Uh, but yeah, they they are. Um, they see Bigfoot up on top of this ridge uh, when they're around near the waterfall, and the research lady's like, quick, let's climb up and go get him. But, like, one of the other people there is like, no, 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 it's too dangerous. We have to go around the back. But she insists that it's going to be faster to climb up the ridge. I don't get it. So the whole crowd, uh, minus this, uh, the professor and the ranger, yeah. they decide to climb the rock face. Yes. Everyone else is like, we'll take the longer trail around the side up to the, the you know, the top of it. Um I, I do not understand this decision. I said this multiple times while watching it. I yeah. was so annoyed by this because it just seems like one of those decisions in high school that your jock friend wants to go do a thing to prove that he's, you know, some sort of man and halfway through realizes, oh, shit, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And now I'm stuck. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Basically that. I mean, he, he, the only thing is she doesn't manage to like spray paint, like, you know, (laughs) go, you know, go Tigers class of 2019. Would you think it was going to, yeah, whatever. It's nature. You're an idiot. Yeah. This person who's just lecturing two kids about how they should have known better really should have known better. (laughs) No. So anyway, there's, there's zero. Okay. It just bothers me. She, she's free soloing up the the side of this thing and, (laughs) and behind her is the ranger while everybody else goes around the side. Uh, but she gets almost to the very top. She grabs onto a, a a vine and loses her footing and all she can hold onto is the vine. She can't, she doesn't have the upper body strength to pull herself to safety. And she's dangling there and she's yelling, help me, help me. And the ranger is kind of there behind her like, yeah, I can't really do anything. I'm I, barely holding I on I barely here. got a foothold myself. Yeah. Uh, but then, out of nowhere, Bigfoot, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot saves her and grabs the root and pulls her up onto the level ground. I wish every time Bigfoot appeared in this movie <laughs> that there'd just be like a little button that goes, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> and then like a freeze frame. <laughs> Kid tested, Bigfoot approved. <laughs> <laughs> or, if, or if every every time Bigfoot comes on screen, I just leaned over to you and whispered, "That's Bigfoot." Oh God, I don't like that one. It's ASMR. Um, so she finally sees this creature, this beast, this man up uh, close. Yeah, uh, and she she immediately you can feel it. It change the essence of her who she is. You can feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> Gross. No, I I'm just talking about Phil Collins. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> and we can dig it. <laughs> Phil Collins, the opposite of Shaft, I can safely say. <laughs> They're both bald. Okay, almost the almost bizarro Shaft. <laughs> uh, anyway, he he. They have a moment of what seems like mutual respect. Then he turns and runs. And what does she do? She just pulls her gun out and tranks him. Blam, 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 tranks up the butt. She shoots him twice in the back. He falls down yet again. Yep. Um, Get the, the Bigfoot getting tranquilized is a, is a recurring theme in this movie. It is. Then we cut to the ranger finally pulling himself up. Uh, clearly, they were shooting this in the same day, and they just lost light mm-hmm. because this feels like it was 20 minutes later. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it, like, it's, it's, but also it doesn't help that he gets up there to find Bigfoot lying there passed out yep. and and research lady just kind of sitting there boredly waiting for him. It really does feel like he's been gone for a while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, we cut to um, bringing him uh, sleeping Bigfoot. Uh, he's in this like sarcophagus sort of deal yeah. now with these bolts over top of him. These, yeah. Like metal bands in this uh, yeah coffin looking thing in the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at this point, you know what? The professor's out. 
Yeah. She doesn't want anything more to do with this. Uh, he deserves to be free. Her mind is changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Boris, uh, her <laughs> what sounded like East German early in yeah. the movie, uh, and, has a very Russian name, mm-hmm. all of a sudden just goes into this monologue it's not it's like it's not not quite a monologue but he just voices his adamant opinion in like a very thick thick werner herzog type of voice yeah so he's supposed to be german uh or he's supposed to be russian he sounds german and well i guess he's got the herner werner herzog voice uh you know werner herzog narrating a documentary about bigfoot though would be like instead of grizzly man it's bigfoot man Seriously. Uh, I do not even think that his feet are that big. <laughs> All for nothing. No, that's not... Whatever, I'm not going to go into that. That bit is What's the close. deal with Bigfoot? <laughs> that's uh, more like Henry Kissinger. We must initiate a bombing campaign on Bigfoot. We have... Bigfoot seriously. is the ultimate aphrodisiac. <laughs> we have derailed big time. Uh, okay, so they've got the, uh, a trailer that's arrived. Mm-hmm. What they're going to do, it's this big, big transport trailer. A Bigfoot this, transport trailer. <laughs> this, uh, farmer has found six bales of hay. I don't know why hay was so important to <laughs> yeah. transporting yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot but... doesn't live around hay. <laughs> hay is for horses, not for Bigfoot. Yeah, but this was a big win for them all. Uh, a Bigfoot win. <laughs> because they pack uh, Bigfoot into the back of, uh, this uh bigfoot you know this <laughs> i've got like you horse trailer good yeah Lord. and they explain i mean at this point like the, the ranger explains oh well there's a nature preserve uh federal nature preserve three hours yep. away from here we can get bigfoot in there it's protected you can't hunt in there there's no trails in there you can't have guns in there yeah it'll be it'll be like a safe place where bigfoot can roam and uh at this point we should also mention that uh the Gotcha news reporter is now on the scene 24-7. Yeah. Uh, he is like, oh, I got to get some more of that uh, sweet, sweet Ruby Ridge ratings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I got scooped on that on that big uh, story at Nakatomi Plaza, so I have to come up here <laughs> looking for something good to report on. Um, so he's out here following all this, and obviously he's nude. Uh, he's, he's nudes. He's nude. Again, this nude uh, news newscasting. Uh, it's small towns up in the Northwest. Anything goes, man. <laughs> they're, they're broadcasting live. Which is how Evil Rash sees this capture, recapture mm-hmm. of uh, Bigfoot on TV, and he gets uh, he gets super mad. Yeah, and and the the last thing that the news shows, like people are watching this, it's broadcasting yeah. live all over town. Interviews ZTB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who like where are you going to take him? Oh, I don't know, maybe to Sea World, and then after that, <laughs> Magic Mountain. If he, if he likes it, we're going to take him to Magic Mountain. Bigfoot would love a pizza tree, though. <laughs> He would eat, he would, like, they would run out of pizza trees because he'd eat them all. I love it. But they drive away and the camera pans off after them and the the newscaster says something like, oh, well, there goes Bigfoot down Highway 17, which I <laughs> pointed out on the couch, sounds like some romantic trucker ballad about Bigfoot driving a truck. You know, about, there goes Bigfoot off down Highway 17. I, it was amazing. I, I thought that the newscast uh, sounded like Rod Serling. Uh, there goes Bigfoot down <laughs> Highway 17 in the Twilight Zone. Sometimes a man's foot is normal. Other times his foot is big. Sometimes a man has gotten his foot stuck in the Bigfoot Zone. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, Evil Rash threatens Thompson to stop that Bigfoot at any cost. Yeah. This is all guns a-blazing. All bets are off. We're getting into the climax here. This is Immortan Joe ordering his <laughs> war boys into their cars. People are playing drums on the back of pickup trucks. Uh, and how do we know that we're gearing up for something big? The hunters, they're also ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Rash 
evil rash uh decides to team up with them as they're all they're getting ready to hop into their pickup trucks he's like I'm leading you guys. Let's get let's get it going. Yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, real real Dukes of Hazard vibes. <laughs> they, they all dive over their uh, the hoods of their car. Mm-hmm. They hop in through the window and take off. <laughs> they th- take off uh, down the uh, the car path. Yeah, yep, the, the yeah the two lane car path. <laughs> but what this turns into is a remarkably competently filmed car chase yes. where there is the semi truck with Bigfoot and ZTB and his family in it, and then there it's is being the, led by the Ranger uh, Jeep. Yeah, and his, and his police truck, and then there's a news Jeep following them. Yeah, and then they and then the you know uh, evil, evil rash, rash and with the hunters, the, the, the exile militia. Yeah, they're all outside the windows uh, with their well, shotguns ready. Like yeah, because they come roaring up in in another in another truck and like are in the oncoming traffic yeah. lane running up be- beside these cars and everyone's watching each other yeah. in the rearview mirrors and then like the the Santa ranger... Esmeralda's playing yeah <laughs> seriously it's 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 very intense and the sheriff is like you know trying to block them like Smokey and the Bandit and it's really cool and and all, and then all, for all of this the newscaster is filming live from in his car and broadcasting footage of the car chase live and people all over town all are watching the, it we, like we, crowds and of you people know in diners. that it's everybody that yeah. it's a diverse crowd because you have the the town diner yep everyone stops what they're doing they drop their forks and they're all looking up at the one tv yeah that's over in the corner above mm-hmm. the the bar yeah you've got uh the the yuppies yeah. who are at the uh whatever the previous version of a Best Buy was with the wall of TVs. They all turn to the uh, the newscast. Yeah. And uh, every TV turns to it mm-hmm. and everyone's captivated by what's happening about this uh, this this amazing you'll never guess this turn of events. Uh, Bigfoot is being chased down the road by, by uh, two vehicles. No, I mean like uh, Bigfoot is being chased. Bigfoot exists. Yeah. Bigfoot is a. being <laughs> Bigfoot exists and he's now being chased in a semi truck by a deranged billionaire being defended by a by a uh and by and defended by a renegade park ranger. Like and yeah. again, this is very much something that Elon Musk would do today. Like I can yeah. completely see him doing this. This is a moment though that if like this was filmed for the MTV generation, this would be the moment, you know, it'd be kind of a bit more played for laughs where they would cut to the old guy who just <laughs> says something about like uh, I don't know. Now, back in my day, Bigfoots didn't drive. We only did this on horses. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Uh, cut that part out. And, and if this was and if this was in the eighties, they would all drive past a, drive past a house, and everyone would be looking at it, and a dog would go like, Murr? or they or the, the the car with Bigfoot would go past a drunk guy right as he's about to take a swig from his bottle of alcohol, and he'd like stop and look at it and toss it aside. <laughs> um. So, uh... I yeah. lost my spot. Okay, so everyone's watching the car chase on the newscast. Also, the other rangers are watching the car chase on the newscast. Yes. And this is like, oh, yeah, yeah, go, go. They're not, like, it's, going it's, to help the suddenly... disturbance in their own town. <laughs> yes, this onlooker who's watching. I, want to, I wanted to pull this out. Because the newscaster starts broadcasting as if he's commentating... Like Death Race 2000. Yeah. <laughs> because the ranger gets spun out at one point, and he's yeah. like out of the race. Yeah. And the onlookers are watching as if they were watching some sort of derby. Yeah. And the <laughs> there's a, an onlooker who just goes, come on, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is something that they know the rules of. I got 20 bucks riding on this. <laughs> oh, no, time out, time out. And then there are all kinds of camera questions about yeah. how they're getting this footage from one camera that's inside a news van that's pointed at the newscaster. Yeah, and they're, yeah. 
yeah, because there's also like at one point the like the the evil rash's truck finally gets flipped over at one point, and there's a news camera style shot of it on the road just like flipping over in line there. But if the news camera is in the car following all the action, there's no way they could have got that. <laughs> it's yeah, one of those things. It's it's a pretty common trope. And then and then this then this reaches its its craziest when you know they've flipped evil rash's car and they've made it to the you know they make it into the nature preserve and then we get the uh, this shot in the back seat of the of the news truck with the news anchor talking to the camera and this is being shot by you know just one of the <laughs> film cameras but he's, he's not looking at the camera but in editing i guess they decided to put like a filter on the image so it looks like it's a camcorder image yeah which then suggests that there is a second cameraman in the back of the car who is very clearly not there <laughs> i don't know why this choice was made it yeah was it's funny it's bizarre um Anyway, the trailer, uh, the transport arrives at the gated preserve of the forest. Uh, this is neutral territory, uh, DMZ, yeah. no hunters allowed. Yes, yeah, landmines everywhere. <laughs> it's protected under international law. No reporters. Yeah. Everyone is locked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, during this part, when uh, the evil Rash's car gets flipped, uh, we cut back to them racing down the road. Yeah. They've apparently fixed themselves. Yeah. He's got blood trickling down his face, yeah. uh, apparently hitting his head on the steering wheel. Uh, finally he, he gets out of the car. Uh, he doesn't want to play by the rules. No gate is going to hold me back. He crashes so, right through it. Yeah. So he, he pushes one of his hunters aside, grabs the gun. He's like this fucking Bigfoot. This guy is not getting away from me. Not again. Not after no 20 <laughs> years. Uh, someone says you can't shoot here. But he does. Yeah, the, the 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 good old boy hunters are like, this is federal property. You can't fire a gun on federal property. They'll throw your ass in prison, which does not strike me as the reaction of a <laughs> rural gun owner to, oh, a law saying I can't do something with a gun? <laughs> Why don't I break it? <laughs> but he does. He shoots, and uh, as soon as... He does as, not score. Uh, yeah, he misses the uh, ranger. Well, what? Well, he shoots and ZTB dives and like knocks the door of the trailer so the bullet hits that instead oh, I of. Oh, that part. Yeah, wow. no, ZTB acts heroically to save Bigfoot's life. Words that. I never thought I'd say in my in my entire existence. Oh, about that. Um, kind of makes you think about Bigfoot in a different light, doesn't it? <laughs> so bright of a light that I need sunglasses to look at it. Now there you go. As soon as the shot goes off, Ranger dashes at evil rash takes him down throws him against the hood you can't shoot here i said and then beats him in the face with the butt of a gun till his face is a bloody pulp drive style yeah yeah you know which is typical of how the police handle rich white guys (laughs) savage savage beatings um biggie runs off and ztb runs after him and yeah and uh this is (laughs) this is uh, probably the pinnacle uh of call and response in this movie to me as soon as the ranger takes him down, the the cameras are still rolling, and uh, I can't remember who delivers this line. <laughs> Twas beauty killed the beast. <laughs> this is what it feels like at this moment. He goes, no hunting, and then we cut to a shot of everyone cheering. And he goes, no firearms, more cheering, yeah. and no trespassing. <laughs> Cheer! Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. Uh, we, we like to follow rules. He's... He's, yeah, the, the news anchor is just, like, kind of reviewing, like, and now Bigfoot oh, will be roaming in this facility where there is no trespassing. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, cool. I mean, this movie this movie takes a very rosy view of uh, compliance with environmental regulations. It's a kind of gauzy 90s idealism that I wish still existed. Oh, my God. So ZZB runs off with, uh, with Biggie to say goodbye, uh, and the group watches on 
from miles away. I wasn't. The shot, reverse shot, was like I yeah. couldn't tell the distance. And it looks like they're against a, a green screen backdrop <laughs> or a matte painting or something. It, it it's didn't weird. look like they were getting ready for like the cast photo. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, they're watching on as ETB has this emotional goodbye to Biggie. Uh. And you know how do we know the the depths of their bond? How do we know that this is going to be an unforgettable encounter? Would it be like they have some kind of secret handshake that no one else ever does? <laughs> You're right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The way that we know that they will be bonded together in the annals of time is that through his tears, Bigfoot offers his hand. He has learned the human ways of showing respect to uh, appear to the one that you respect and love and admire and treasure and cherish and... uh more thesaurus words <laughs> you you really so i've shook your hand before land and i didn't realize it meant that much to you my our hand our our hand our handshakes like like uh, like marriage to you <laughs> no different context different things uh, okay I, i've definitely given a fuck you handshake oh okay okay that's i mean every a good a good fuck you handshake goes a long way <laughs> but this is an i respect you and will never forget this experience handshake yeah uh, uh but and you almost expect Zachary Ty Bryan to say like, well, it's been good working with you, Bigfoot. Best of luck in the coming business year. <laughs> but uh, just like any true buddy movie, uh, what ends with a handshake, uh, what starts with a handshake, ends in a hug. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and they, they say goodbye to each other uh, in a warm embrace. And watching all this, yep. it's the lady researcher and the ranger. <laughs> the professor. And the professor says, hey, can I bring students through here sometimes to see him? Yes, of course. That means I'll need your phone number. <laughs> I'm smiling now. <laughs> That's the last line the of the movie. End of the movie. Both of them, <laughs> both this and Magic Island end in a very confusing kind of way. <laughs> like not like I understand yeah. what's going on, but That's just a, in a mystifying way to end a movie. To be fair though, that's that's the last line of the movie. That's not the last moment of the movie. We do get this kind of last parting of the ways as Bigfoot looks back over his shoulder, very Patterson like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then it's it's uh, a branch that he's holding down goes back up into his face, and he kind of becomes one with nature again. It disappears, uh, and leaving ZTP with nothing but memories and stories that his classmates will not believe. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> he's going to be the Bigfoot kid forever. He will not be able to live that down. Uh, and then is and then we fade to black, and over the credits we hear. It was a weird music choice to go out on. Like this is this is a movie where like. There were guns in this movie. There yeah. was a car chase, and it's and you end on this kind of happy-go-lucky little <laughs> uh, little Rudy Tootie flute sound. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Uh, Bigfoot, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, let I, me I, ask you this: Would you watch the sequel? Yeah, I'd watch the sequel. I would this. too. Yeah, this was this was great. I I am left with a much better taste in my mouth than I was after Magic Island, <laughs> uh, which is coincidental because there's no um, pizza in this movie. Yeah, there you go. Sad, and doesn't end with the promise of a, of a of an ordered pizza. What about you? Any closing thoughts on on uh, on Bigfoot? Well, I think any movie where you're dealing with Bigfoot is really an exploration of man versus nature. Yes, uh, we can never really truly know ourselves until we have exposed ourselves to nature uh, and dealt with the lawsuits that come with that. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. 
And if you've been sued by nature, call 1-888-BIGFOOT now to speak with a uh, legal representative. That's Bigfoot Attorney at Law. Well, that's very close to, like, uh, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. I still watch that show, though. Okay. Okay. That's good. But not before the one about Bigfoot and the ghost of JFK. No, no. Certainly that one first. Yeah. Um... Okay, well, this has been a bonus episode. Uh, we are bonus. going into our mid-season break now, so we'll be off for the next two weeks. We'll be playing some uh, some golden oldies uh, from from our yep. time past. Um, but uh, if you want to help bring episodes like this to fruition, and there's a lot more where this came oh, from. Oh, my lord. Uh, grunt work is made possible by people like you. So if you enjoyed today's show, want to help us create even more bonus content, be- consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to uh, all kinds of great stuff, but most importantly, our uh, weekly Grunt Work Nights episodes, which is some great bonus content that we do that's about pretty much anything except the TV series Home Improvement. I don't have my notes in front of me. Or about Bigfoot, the unexpected encounter. Yes. Uh, So you can subscribe for uh, $1 a month or uh, one of our higher tiers to get access to some of our other benefits. You can do all of that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Um, ratings and reviews. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to write a write a, a rate a review. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you to do that. No, because that do takes that. time. But you yeah. know what doesn't take time? Five stars. Five star in this shit. Bloop. That's all. That's all it takes. Just <laughs> as long as it took me to say bloop. You can you can set it to five star and then like kiss your phone and make the bloop noise if you want to. Yeah, that's what I pictured when you you made it. Yeah, Just like I'm going to seal that five star with a kiss. I'm gonna bloop. I'm gonna put my mouth directly on this phone that is that I definitely clean often. <laughs> Uh, so do that over at uh, Apple Podcasts uh, primarily, but wherever you get podcasts, wherever uh, you get spot- them. or you know what, this petition Spotify to add ratings and reviews to that shit. Yeah, uh, we need that. How do we know what's good? Oh, social media. That's how we know what's good. Yeah, people tell us on Twitter or Instagram where yeah. they can follow us at Grunt Work Pod. Yeah, or they can get information uh, on our website. Which is www.grantworkpodcast.com. What information is that? Stuff like our newsletter, our yep. weekly newsletter. Yep. Be notified whenever we have another Bigfoot encounter. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which will be so prepared to get a lot of <laughs> newsletters, folks. Uh, and I might uh, might just repeat the IMDb trivia for this in our newsletter this week, which was no Bigfoots were harmed during the filming of this movie. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so until next week when we bring you a rerun of grunt work. Oh boy. <laughs> I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, I just got the test results in, and I'm so sorry, sir. You're infected with critical amounts of Bigfoot. Dun, dun, dun.